Lightning and Holman here, Truck Show Podcast. Holman, how you doing? Why do you look so beaten down? Let's see. It is the middle of November, and I've been home for four days. This show's not going to work out if this is your energy level at the get-go. Yeah, so let's see. I was at SEMA for, I don't know, a year? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then felt I, like a year, yes. I went home Friday, and then on Tuesday... I went to Moab, Utah. Mm-hmm. Which we have not told anyone about. So yeah. after the last episode, you were actually gone during that episode. Right. And then I was supposed to fly on that Thursday to Detroit for a meeting, but it got canceled. So I was, thank God I flew home and I didn't fly to Detroit because I would have been there for 16 or 17 hours uh, for a one hour meeting and then flew home. So that's got, uh, it's since been rescheduled for December. So mm-hmm. I do, I do get to do that later next month. Are you looking forward to this meeting? Yes. You yes, are? Yes. No, it's great. Okay. It's, it'll be a great one. And then I was home for the weekend, and then I was gone in four-wheeler of the year all of last week, which would, by the time you hear this, probably two weeks ago. And then uh, Thanksgiving is this week, which is going to be last week when you hear this. And I'm going to D- be gone. Don't confuse people like that. I'm it's, confusing it's just me. Weird. Yes. I'm just saying, out of all the days in November, honestly, I think they're, uh, you know, we're in the 20s, and I've been home like less than six or something like that. Yeah, it's been insane. So, I'm actually leaving Friday. Going to go do the uh, the second half of the Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail uh, over Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, try out all my uh, new uh, new goodies I've since uh, gotten for the uh, for the JL. Like my new shocks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, tires. Wheel, You're on your blood. Bilstein uh, eight something. Eighty one hundred. Eighty one hundred. Yep. And uh, so I'm gonna go do about four hundred, maybe five hundred miles, but that's not work. I'll take pictures and I'm sure I'll turn it into work. Right. But the idea is not work. So I took off all of next week. I'm like PTO. I never take off PTO. I told my wife that's paid time off. I'm taking PTO. I'm gonna be gone for half of it, and then be at home for the other half. Okay. And little staycation. No, because I'm going to be in the desert. Oh, I see. So I was taking time so I could literally be like, you don't need me. And then I was taking all that. So then my meeting in Detroit got scheduled to right in the middle. So basically, I have to come back Tuesday, do the podcast in the evening with you. Mm-hmm. Thursday, I fly back to Detroit. So, so much for taking any time. Oh, out. that sucks. Well, can I tell you that um, after after SEMA and uh, w- before the last episode, I don't, things are jumbled, but I got a chance to go to Dino's Get Down in uh-huh. uh, at the that. giant Westgate Super Center Entertainment Plaza thingy out there in Glendale, Arizona. I feel like you should say that better. It was like, at the, ra- like radio, Super Super Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Boys. Sunday, 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 Westgate Super Center. It's Westgate That's Entertainment horrible. something. Okay. I don't know. But I do know that uh, Dino himself was incredibly hospitable. It was a phenomenal time out there. I've got an interview with Dino from Dino's Get Down. Now, Dino's Get Down, for those of you that aren't in the, say, C10 circle, and I'm, I'm super new to this, as you know, if you have a Chevy vintage truck, it's Mecca. It has become the epicenter for all things vintage Chevy truck. And that was really, really neat. So I brought down Lockjaw and hung out in the booth with uh, Sean Ramage from Empire Fab. He had a little uh, spot down there. Did it run or did you push it off the trailer? We pushed it. And here's the thing that was embarrassing that I'd like to talk about. We never got a chance in all of the build to buy a trailer. We have trailers at the company, race trailers, that are down for repair. And so what we just did is we rented a U-Haul trailer. And albeit kind of a nice U-Haul trailer. I was stunned how how easily they are to use. But nevertheless, it's a U-Haul trailer. And Did we it started constantly mock you in your rearview mirror saying 55? 
Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Every time you look at fifty-five, but dude, I gotta say, the backward sticker on the fender. Yeah, backward sticker on the fire. You the know fender. they don't sell those things, right? They're mm-hmm. made really strong, and U-Haul refurbishes them, and so they're very hard trailers to find on the on the uh, secondary market. Yes, I found they, that out. They never get rid of them, and I tried to find out who makes them, and it's U-Haul. It's U-Haul. It's U-Haul, mm-hmm. and they are owned by individual U-Haul rental centers. Mm-hmm. They're not like traded around the country. When you use a U-Haul trailer, you must bring it back to that location. Well, it depends. There's a big fee if you don't. Okay. So you can you can trailer cross country with Do U-Haul. This? I've done it, and their straps won't go over anything like more than a 32 inch tire. Yes, and that's so correct. So when you have a big uh, off road tire and you try and tow something back cross country. You'd be figuring out other ways to tie. You it shouldn't do that though, because that trailer really isn't made for it. It's made for. That's not true. I mean, you can no, hold the weight. Can, you it's... can get a double axle trailer. The only thing is, they give you those tire nets on those trailers. Yes, and you, those are great if you have the right tire size. Dude, those work like an absolute champ. This is not an endorsement for U-Haul, but I got to tell you guys, put together one hell of a nice trailer. The bummer is, it says U-Haul on the side. So we were getting clowned everywhere. So here we are with this really expensive, crazy truck on the back. On a U-Haul trailer. And guys are hitting me on YouTube and Instagram going, I have a race trailer, buddy. You can borrow it. Just let me know. And I'm like, ah, it's too late. You know, we had or- no, I've actually, already been embarrassed. I've already been embarrassed. So now I'm just, you can't shame me any more than I've already been. I will say super easy to use. I like those straps. Um, I like it had plenty of chains. So I never felt like I was in jeopardy of losing the truck off the back. Really felt stable. And yeah, dude, just built so stout. I was stunned for a U-Haul trailer. So I took the trail, the truck down for some beauty shots in Orange, uh, California. And Your friend uh, John O'Neill shop. That's exactly right. So he was what an amazing photographer and pushed it off the trailer, pushed it in there, and then had to bring the truck back. Should we get into the show before you tell the entire story? Yeah, we should. Okay. We well, should. Let's, we're going to pause lightning there. Obviously, you're super excited to uh, get the word out, but I don't want to get too far. I don't want to be like three hours in, and then it's like, oh, shoot, we forgot to play the intro. So uh, let's start by thanking our friends over at Nissan. If you're looking for a half-ton plus truck, you're going to want to go down to your local Nissan dealer or NissanUSA.com. Check out the Titan or Titan XD, best industry warranty out there, five years, 100,000 miles. And, of course, the new Nissan Frontier, which uh, we'll get to in a few minutes here in uh, in, in my topic uh, after we start the Wait, show. Wait, what? I don't know that you have Frontier news. Uh, sure. Of course, you can build a price at NissanUSA.com. And Holman, I've dared to uh, actually script this one out for us because we suck so bad at, no, uh, no, at, at, suck, at reading we... copy. Right. We so I took a reading. swing. Well, I took a swing at writing this out. I did this this afternoon. Uh, we'll see how well it works. We're going to read this. Let's see Let's see if we can make it sing. Ready? All right. All right. You're going to do the first two paragraphs, and I'll do the last three. All right. This is uh, for uh, Banks Power, mm-hmm. our uh, latest sponsor here on the Truck Show Podcast. Uh, Are you says, familiar with Banks? It says uh, Pedal Monster, Pedal Lag, mm-hmm. December Promo, Pedal Monster. So this is what you're, uh, this <laughs> what you're pushing in December. <laughs> yeah. So you're actually yes. a week early. I figured that everyone's End of November, looking, early December? No, but I know that. But I feel like people are already in the December, Christmas, Got holiday it. spirit. So this is our holiday gift guide through your employer and our new sponsor. It kind of. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah, I think so. All right. Should we do it uh, radio style? Uh, no, I think okay. you No, that would just, be cheesy. Let's just right. do it as us. I'm going to do it as I want to. All right. And three, two, one, go. For Christmas, give yourself the gift of better throttle response with Banks Patented Pedal Monster. We've all pushed down the pedal and waited for the engine to get the message. The problem's even worse in turbocharged cars and trucks. Here's the scenario. You slow down for a red light, but before you stop, the light turns green. You push on the pedal, and nothing happens. So you have to mat it, pushing the pedal to the floor to get it to accelerate. I assume you mean the vehicle? 
Yes. Okay. That's just one scenario that's cured by the pedal monster. This It'll, is good so far. Like I, yeah, I'm yeah, enjoying yeah, okay, this. Okay, okay. It allows you to surgically remove the dead spot in your pedal. In both gas and diesel engine applications, you can select from city, sport, and track, each with 10 levels for a total of 30 levels of adjustment. Tell me more! <laughs> Do I keep going? Or you no, want no, to no, no, here's where I jump this in. Is, yeah. Every car and truck is different. A 2015 Ram 3-liter EcoBoost, for example, those owners tend to like Sport Level 8 because the engine is so laggy. Great engine, just tons of turbo lag. Meanwhile, F-250 uh, owners... Can I interrupt you? Yeah. Is it turbo lag or pedal latency? It's a combination of both uh, that yes, we're curious. See, that's why uh, I no. I commingled them here. Mm, I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just tons of turbo lag. Meanwhile, Ford F-250 owners with the 6.7 liter diesel tend to prefer city level four. Sounds like a uh, parking structure. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, a little city bit. City level four? Yeah. Oh, it uh, is. You I mean, know when your iPhone, when you park something and you're like, ah, oh, where did I park? City level yeah. four. Oh, city level four. Yeah, yeah sure. Because it's city sport track and then you go up and down 10 levels each. Exactly. Like okay. uh, like steps on a ladder. We just installed one on a 21 Jeep Gladiator Eco Diesel on 42-inch Toyos and he put it in track level three and left it there. He's like, now it feels like I'm back on stock tires again. That's in quotes. I feel like you should have changed the inflection for Oh, his. you're right. Yeah. Let me do it again. I'm going to change it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. it like, we just installed one on a 21 Jeep Gladiator Eco Diesel on 42-inch Toyos, and he put it in track and left it there. He's like, now I feel like I'm back on stock tires again. Did you like that, or should I go lower? No, leave, leave it right there. <laughs> All right, keep going. Why don't you jump in here? Pedal Monster is available for more than 100 cars and trucks, from Toyota Tundras and Tacomas to Rams, Challengers, Chargers, Mustangs, Chryslers, Cadillacs, and all modern Ford, GM, and Ram trucks. And the list goes on. Get rid of pedal lag for Christmas. To find your Pedal Monster, enter your year and make and model at bankspower.com. Boom! High five on that one. That was, that was all right? I think we read uh, swimmingly. All right. Hey, uh, you should uh, take this moment, this opportunity, to describe... Because I feel like you're missing. If we're going to talk Pedal Monster, it, we, you know, you want your bank for the buck out of your, your advertising here on the show. Talk to them about the safeguards that the Pedal Monster has that other pedal um, products do not so have. So I thought that you were going to bust me on the length. So I did a little time, and this is about 60, 60 seconds. So I figured, oh, man, I'm hitting the mark on this guy. But I, I'll go into it. So we patented a few things that make this throttle booster way different than any other throttle booster. First and foremost, active safety. So if the pedal monster detects a voltage drop or a voltage spike, it will immediately revert you back to stock throttle response. But here's where the patented technology comes in. The pedal monster taps in your OBD port. That means it knows your speed and your gear. So when you put your car or truck in reverse, it immediately defaults you to stock throttle. Because the last thing you want to so do- you can't have track 10 in reverse. You don't want track 10. Because if you're in an EcoBoost and you, or an Eco Diesel, for example, and you love like Sport 8, you love it feeling twitchy. Now, my understanding is the biggest competitor out there doesn't divert back to stock in reverse. No. And, so, And your fail-safe goes to stock. That's exactly right. So in reverse, if you're hooking up your fifth wheel, you might put it right through the tailgate. You know, don't I do mean, that. Just don't do that. That'd be bad news. So you've got that reverse safety. It's also got speed-based trim, which means that if you turn on speed-based trim, it will not add any sensitivity until 10 miles per hour. And you can adjust that as you please. But that'll be like, hey, I want to tow my trailer on the highway. I want full added sensitivity. But every time I leave a green light. I'm doing burnouts. I don't want to do a burnout. Yeah. I don't want to throw the china out of my, you know, uh, out of the cabinets. 
I don't know. Do we have China in the cabinet? Yeah, I, I was wondering if you're going to say out of the back of your Leighton and go back old school, like a Leighton <laughs> trailer back from the uh, 70s. Something like that. But you get it. Those are features that only the pedal monster has. So it gets rid of all the turbo lag and solves the problems that all of the throttle boosters on the market have. All right. I think Mr. Banks will be incredibly happy with uh, this uh, this raid and all this information that I, I able to get out there. I don't know. Does he, <laughs> is he going to be happy with his actual? Is things? he listening to the show? I, I, I doubt it. Well, okay, then he's going to be really happy with it. All right, on that note, let's uh, let's get this thing off the ground. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Why do you have to disgrace our grand theme? Just uh, mixing it up, dude. That's what you call mixing it up and making it worse? mixing it up. Mm -hmm. We didn't do a proper theme through the SEMA show episodes. No, we did the the Elvis theme. Yes. I'm still still tired from SEMA. It's been a couple weeks and I'm, I'm still... Recovering. I have not recovered, and I just had my Moderna booster because, as you say, I'm old, and uh, that uh, made me super sore. Hmm. Yep, my left arm is still sore. Let's play slug bug. <laughs> no, I, I plead with you not. All right, so uh, you were talking about Dinos and uh, hauling a uh, quarter million dollar truck around on a U-Haul trailer, and yeah. uh, you might as well pick up where you uh, left off. So I felt like, um, as we've already said, that the U-Haul really made a, a, a solid trailer, but the issue that we had is that the truck doesn't drive under its own power yet. The engine is not fired. We took it to SEMA, as you guys made know. So we still have a lot of plumbing to do, tuning, things like that. I feel really confident that, it, according to the whole team, it'll be up and running by December. But here's the problem with the trailer. It's not really great for a vehicle that's not running. It doesn't have a winch. So we went to Harbor Freight, and we bought a cheap, steel-braided, mechanical winch, and we bolted it on to the nose of the trailer. And here's me winching That's it on That's why people were making fun of hand. you. They weren't making fun of you because you were driving a U-Haul trailer. No, they were. Because they were, they no. were making fun of you because it looked like you were a captain on a sailing ship. That too. And you were raising the sails. That too. But look, it's, it's Banks. We, should, we have had in the day very proper trailers, fifth wheels, 50-foot 50, 50 trailers, like big, featherlight, badass trailers. And We've got a Hallmark so now that we're refurbishing. You are going to have a good trailer soon. But it was, we are going to have a good trailer soon. I want to interview the guy that makes these because he's got a great story. I found some, I got it. That's a whole nother trailer story. The thing is I had to take it on and off, dude, in the span of two weeks, 10 times. Yeah, that's a lot. 10 times. And it sucked every single time. I had to use uh, two by 12 inch wide planks and then put four by fours under them to stretch out the rake because I could only, I couldn't get up more than like a 5% grade. Because the truck is so low, it really was a challenge. And I'm so dying for a proper trailer. So I went on this mad hunt to find an airbagged trailer for two reasons. One, for this truck to cart it all around. Two, we're going to go to Pikes Peak, which I think Gail may have talked about briefly when we interviewed him at SEMA. We're going to take our 2005 GMC road race truck, which is built like a NAS truck, NASCAR truck, 
super, super low. We need a trailer for that because we're going to take it to Pikes Peak next year. And we're going to bring it all over the place and get work done to it and all this kind of stuff. And we measured the in the maximum incline with the splitter on the front, 3.6 degrees. So basically three degrees. Three degrees. Do you understand? That is almost level. Like you can't get that up any like any driveway, anything. Not, not There's not a single trailer you can go up at that at that rake. So I needed to get an airbag trailer. Well, it turns out that the truck, Holman- Is too fro- wide for the airbag trailer. Bingo. And, and when you lower the trailer, the fenders are in the way and you can't open the door. Bingo. You could have just uh, asked it's, me. It's not even about opening the door. It's the fact that um, the splitter is too wide so it won't yep. go through the fenders, yep. right? Yep. And then it is also the exhaust pipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tips are too wide. And the wheels are just barely in. So I started exploring, all right, can I take the fenders off the trailer and just roll around uh, with, with just open wheels, which, of course, is illegal in most states. But anyway, that didn't work out. I couldn't buy the airbag trailer. So I found this company, and they've been around for a while. It's called Jim Glow, J-I-M-G-L-O. Now, I don't have any personal experience with this company. We have a bunch of those at Motor Trend. Do you? Okay. We used to have a one protect center. So it's an all-aluminum trailer, and basically it just tilts back and when I tilt it back, I can use another, like a race ramp to level it out even more. And I should be able to use that for both. And it's economical, so it's half the money that the airbag trailer would have been. Uh, but uh, we're going to go that route, and fingers crossed it's stout enough to you know take it around. And we'll get a fully enclosed trailer to take the race truck up to, up yeah, to, you up to Pikes Peak. You don't want a trailer, you know, open trailer no. At a hotel somewhere along the way with a racetrack. No, no, I don't want to do that. But I was told by one of the guys that um, has been up to Pikes Peak quite a few times that um, having an open trailer, small open trailer, makes it much more convenient on the hill itself because apparently your race vehicle has to go on and off the trailer four times just during practice alone. So to put it in an enclosed trailer, it's just kind of a pain in the ass. So it might come in handy there. And I'll be able to get Lockjaw around with it here. So uh, that's my crazy trailering story. That's funny. I don't recall asking for a really, 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 really boring story. My God. Don't you understand? No one cares. All right. So you said you talked to Dino. Yeah. So here's Dino, founder of Dino's Get Down. Lightning here with Dino of Dino's Get Down. Take me back to how this thing started. You know, it's crazy. Honestly, I'm just a weird appliance guy that likes cats. And uh, <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, uh, we all met off the truck forum site a long time ago, 10, 12 years ago. Not and Facebook groups. No, not Facebook. This before Forums. IG, before any of that kind of stuff. So the truth was, we would, I'd chronicle builds on my website, on the truck site, the 67 to 72 website. Ended up meeting a bunch of dudes. And a friend of mine, Renee, in Northern California would always have this bitch and get together. And uh, I was always super envious of it. And I said, I should do that. Okay. And he'd have it in his backyard. It was just really, really cool. So uh, so you're slanging appliances. Yeah. And you're like, I'll just ha- throw one in my, in, in, in the, what, in the parking lot? Well, actually, the, the first one we did in my backyard, my kid that just left, just, he cooked. And we had about 40 guys. At that time, Scott's Hot Rod, he was a guy on TV. He was in town. He said, hey, I'm coming over. That was a big deal for us. And then, of course, Delma was just on the scene then, too. I had met him. Yep. First time I ever met Del, he came over to my house. and No, that was... Got to stop this really quick. Uh, Delmo, Del, I ran into him, and he said he would be a guest on the show. Super stoked. Awesome. Yep, he was actually familiar with us, which... It is weird. That is weird and cool. You didn't have to, like, you know, show him... 
I don't uh, ID card. No, I think we uh, have mutual friends that he had heard of me apparently through the old K Rock days or something, and then someone else said, "Oh yeah, he does that Trick Show podcast." He's like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of that." Which was that's kind of cool. All right. No, that was before. That was when he was still in Burbank, right? In Burbank, yeah. So he came out. Uh, brought the, his first 65, the white one. I had my lowered crew cab. At that time, I had nine airbag trucks, but who's counting? <laughs> but, you know, the truth was it was right. So we had a, such a good time. It was funny. I bought, we, uh, Sam Castronova came, and we all kind of met on an unusual basis. Like, I had a Cadillac, and I met him out of my Cadillac. Him and Joe Yezzy met over my Cadillac. Well, so Sam named it, because Sam names everything. So he gave it, called it the get down. So we were like, like heck let's do that so then uh, we had it and then the next year that was so much fun that we said hey i have an appliance shop had a big parking lot we just kind of this is still before instagram and all that other stuff posted up hey we're gonna have another get down and six or seven hundred dudes showed up man it was crazy and then from there the last year that we had it um now how much did like uh um, like C10 talk and stuff like that help out. None you know? of it was there. No, oh, so the, oh, so and Ronnie didn't not, start it then. When, when Ronnie talked to me, I was three years in. Oh damn! And I said, yeah, there was no, there was none of these guys. There was no C10 era. There's none of those guys. I mean, and so and Ronnie that, was the poser then. At, at that time, <laughs> and it's so funny because he's kept asking me, "Hey, I want you to be in the podcast." I'm an old guy, so I don't even know what that is, man. Yeah. I said, I truly, I'd ask my kids. He's like, "It's like an online thing you talk or whatever." I said, "That's crazy." Yeah. Well, anyway, so finally had to get a permit, and and we would feed everybody, and it, we would just have you know a lot of these little vendors. Like the first bunch of rows just started popping up, and they were all good friends of mine. So we'd feed everybody. That wasn't here. Where was that? Oh, that was at my appliance shop. Okay. So for the first. So the First city's year. coming around, going, "Hey, yeah, you know, dude. it's this is looking a little too official. You need to get a permit yeah, to yeah. feed to feed everyone." And well, and we stuff, just right? and really we would get at the last year that I was there, we probably had five or six thousand people at my at my shop. Oh my god! And it was crazy. I got a permit, and at that time I said, "Hey, we gotta we gotta change it." And that time too, good guys was still only Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So we'd get together on Friday. That's why it's always been on Friday. So it's kind of one of those things. So then good guys started going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so, so that was the same weekend. So you were parlaying off the same. Yeah, fan we were base. just we were at that time. It was the biggest thing out. So we would kind of go that next morning Saturday, and we we'd all sausage fest up with all these dudes and had a good old time. We'd bring two or three hundred trucks there. And at the last year, so it just got to the point where the event then took steam, and I, I had a chance to move to Big Surf, which is kind of an iconic place here that I thought would be big enough. Nope, killed it the first year. It was we called Big Surf. It's called Big Surf. So it's okay. an iconic big water park that had a huge parking lot well we filled it up and there's nothing worse than people coming from all over the country and they can't get in and now here 2700 car spaces uh we opened at nine but people were here at 7 30 i opened it up and we were full at 9 15. so we fill out here at westgate we have 1700 hotel rooms that hotel right there is solely all that is booked for c10s and the and the renaissance has been one of those hotels but they have now have football games so we got 250 rooms there, which was nice. But I mean, they've been very accommodating. And so has Westgate. So we had got a couple things that we're working on as I grow and get smarter about doing this. This year we had, you know, all these big companies, you know, how, what a blessing, Rocha Shop, Scott's Hot Rods, Speedway, uh, you know, uh, Premier Street Rods, you know, all these big companies to come 
you know, H and H. These guys come from all over the place. Well, you got to like. So we built a truck with with this guy over here, Sean from Empire Fab. Oh yeah, And yeah. we we took our '66 C20, which powered by a Banks R866 SC. So our new crate engine, yeah, right? Yeah. And that my day job is working for Banks. Yeah, yeah. When I'm not hosting this podcast, and so he he's like. I had already known about the get down through Ronnie and a bunch of other people like you got to yeah, get yeah. out there. I'm just a fan of the genre, but I didn't have anything to bring out here. So we build this, the C20 It's like, can I bring it out? And the truck wasn't even done yet. I'm like, yes, put it on the calendar and we're doing it. So we finished it the day of SEMA. It went back for two days to our shop, turned right around and came out here. It's How like, right is that? it's like, if you're going to debut a Chevy tr- a product, it's got to be out here. Yeah, dude, it was so great. I mean, and the truth was, it was funny. I was, I was letting people in today. I was giving everybody a pound when they were coming in. And I, this one dude pulled in with a BMW, and I said, hey, listen, what's in it? He goes, I go, it's got an LS. I said, well, just bring the motor, dude. This is for Chevy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I crack up. That's my funny joke. But anyway, but the truth is, honestly, like, this is really, last year we let some other Ford guys in. We had some social distancing some challenges last year where I had more parking. And as I grow, I'm getting smarter, getting better staff, doing different things. I mean, like I said, what do I know about having a truck event? I mean, this is my 11th year. Well, you don't have a walkie-talkie on your belt, so I can tell you're still a newbie at this, right? Well, and and, and I got people for that now, you know what I mean? I got got those people. Because right now, you're just telling me you got 250 rooms over there, couple hundred rooms over there you're like the don corleone of oh, this area right now yeah, whether you dude. like it or not oh, I would you're like a shot caller hey, yeah and honestly like i call it parking lot famous right now i'm pretty <laughs> parking lot famous just right here just like right here but honestly like i said it was uh it's been a blessing and and one of the things that i'm humbled by this is that you know truly everybody's we're all the same dudes I mean, it's just like a hug fest. It's the queerest thing ever that everybody here is the same type of people. You look around and there's no trash on the ground. Right. That's just respect. And no, it's last about, night, last night, all of us on our row E over yep. here, we were all collecting trash. And how cool is that? Yeah. And that's just like-minded people. And I don't say that about it. I'm just saying that this is the reason why it goes on. People have such a great respect for the event that we're having a great time. Like I was on social media and, and I have been on there just for a couple of days because it's just, it, it, I haven't had a chance, but like 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 when roadster shop first unveiled the new obs chassis they broke the internet dude like it was on everybody's feed so this week like everybody i'm going to dino's and it can't help it but go oh, damn that's crazy man a lot of people coming out man i'm like but i mean every year i'm kind of a little nervous about it but every year you know like i said we're getting better and better at planning and the truth is good guys has a lot of heartburn because i make it free and they've talked to me about it but the truth is i go hey I don't know what to tell you. Our vendors pay for the spot, pay for the event, and it's free. And no That's registration. That's the way it should be. No registration. Like, I always never understood why I had to pay 60 bucks to park my car so people could look at it. <laughs> I didn't get it, dude. You know it's just I mean? old school. Yeah. I don't know. It's been going on forever. So, yeah. Yeah, I well, mean, listen, it's been rad. By the way, we got to talk about maybe I, putting uh, a diesel in this bad boy. Well, huh? so let's talk about this thing. It's called the uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. Dan. All right, let's talk about this. What is it? You describe it. It's an 86 Chevy uh, throwaway truck that somebody didn't want up in New River. And if you've ever been in New River, you know, if you get the whole family, you get a full set of teeth. So it's kind of <laughs> one of those places, you know what uh-huh. I mean? So I didn't name it. I've never been a big fan of naming trucks but the boys over at switch named it because they got it got new legs so they got new and then you got new legs so it was pretty funny but the truth is i put a super lift on it and i wanted something with so this has got to be at least a 12 inch lift it's a right? 12 inch lift okay um and the truth was we went through it 
uh, for the. I, I just wanted something different. You got a little bit of rust under here, but not a yeah, lot, and right? You know, it's perfect because we threw trash in it yesterday and made all the trash run. It's perfect. Um, I wanted something that you know. I just haven't had a lifted truck, and this is my generation. I mean, I've always had lower trucks, but back in the day, you know, and I'm a 60 year old cat. So back in the day, if somebody's truck came out higher, we just put another block on it the next weekend. <laughs> right. You know, what I mean, it was sketchy. <laughs> there was some sketchy stuff. So I mean, but everything that technology's gotten so good now that you can drive with one hand and the truth is everything has just gotten better you know and i do need to put a bullet in i mean i i told myself hey if i dig it that much and it just got a small block in it and you know it's a little undergeared now with 40s right but, so i definitely love to put i would the truck there'd be no stop me i put something in here that you know a diesel it'd be really rad you well know, if you need a duramax uh, yeah. i might know some people that's what i'm saying <laughs> I, that's what I, i'm all about you that. get you, you get to stick with a v8 but it's diesel and not only that you know it, Duramax still to me is this Chevy man so that's yes all, it is know, I'm not you know like we told those guys today I said hey man you can bring the motor so you know that's how it works so. <laughs> <laughs> well dude congratulations on the show the success you personally this truck uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on oh man well, congratulations hey, guys, and thank you so much and my friend I appreciate it I'm humbled by this thank you guys uh, big fans you know this cat too so you guys I mean some wicked cats out there with some great skills great skills awesome well i'm going to bring holman my co-host out next year he's been uh, threatening to come out with me so we'll yeah be spending once you another see weekend. it once you see it man people they dig it man i mean like i said it's a, just a great cool as vibe. far as i can see i mean you go out yeah. it's, it's trucks as far as the freaking i can see and what yeah. i love is you got like there are some now today's the all chevy day so explain yeah, today, that yeah, yesterday so, was one genre and then today is something today else was chevy only i mean today was oh excuse me today was just c10 trucks yesterday was just c10 nine to nine and then today was gm anything you know what I mean? We wanted. Well, you got an El Camino up here on, yeah. on hydraulics. Yeah, it's on three wheels. Exactly. So, and that was the idea. So every year, like as we started getting bigger, they're like, "Can I bring my El Camino?" And hey, can I bring my S10 in? Hey, and, and the truth is, I I love all these cars. So like I said, hey, on Saturday, let's open it up, and we did, and it's rad because we got bombs in here, we got lowriders, we got supercars. I mean, we have pro street cars, which are my favorite. I mean, we had cars in here that were coming in. We had those Cadillacs that were spicy as heck. You could hear the motor. <laughs> it, was, oh, it was lovely, dude. It was lovely. So anyway. So at what point are you going to get out of the appliance business and into the events business? Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. My kid's taking over Tuesday. No, the truth is it's been a family-owned business. for. I've been in it for like 35 years and okay. stuff like that. So What do you sell? Refrigerators no, and washing machines or what? Oh, I service. actually just service. I service the whole valley. And as things have slowed down, I had a huge crew. And now I'm just kind of settling down to a smaller crew. And it's nice. My kids are all running with me. And, um, you know, the truth is I get the chance to start to step away. Okay. My Chevy only business has been very, very good. And um, we've been working on it, and we're having fun with it. And Chevy only. Now that's the booth over here. You got yep. a lot of apparel. What else beyond beyond apparel? You know, really, I'm getting ready to do. I do a lot of different stuff, like with switch suspension, which I'd call him my partner, but he's, you know, we're just really good friends. So. I've done a lot of the, C I'm an old guy, so I've done a lot of the C10 stuff, and I'm a student of it, so I'm learning. And so there's some kits that I make that people are like, hey, what did you put in this truck? And I'm like, well, this is what I put. So I'm actually gonna- Oh, you're gonna package those I'm for I'm gonna package okay. up some stuff, and we're gonna have some suspensions packets that'll be like, hey, I want the suspension on the blue truck. And these are just gonna be easy things for people to do, you know, and like, I work with a lot of people, like Pro Performance has my OBS truck over there, and uh, that's my kid's Blazer. And then yeah, the Blazer is that red notebook used to be mine, but it sold. I sold to Seth a while back. The one that's on the other side, of course, the Black Widow, the Pro Street truck. 
And then the panel, I just got a Scott's hot rod chassis, put an LS in it. So I'm hoping to drive that to LST. Like, I like, you know, so, but I, I'm going to do a little bit of that, but mainly the apparel and the eventing right now is what we're doing. Okay. That's such a word. Eventing? eventing? Yeah. Think, Events, I, promotions. I think I just invented You're a promotions that. director. Rocky Balboa, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You've got like a case of uh, Chevy ADD. Yeah. what's oh, going okay. on here. Hey, you know, and the truth was, uh, lucky enough for me, I got to be on the 100 year anniversary of Chevy only. I mean, of the, the Chevrolet uh, anniversary. And, and somebody had saw my tattoo and called me and said, hey, we're so-and-so. Of course, I thought all my pals were like, I thought Breaking they were jocking you. me. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were jocking me. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And she kept calling me, calling me, calling me. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah, she goes, hey, uh, so she finally calls me after like four months and goes, hey, we're gonna meet in Chandler, which is far, at seven in the morning. I go, chick, man, I like cars. I don't like them that much. She wants to go seven o'clock in the morning somewhere. But for real, I was sitting there eating cereal and she called me, where are you at? I said, I just thought she was pranking me. So I got my truck, drove out there, and sure enough, man, big semi, the dude with the thing and the shade and all that. I was like, oh my gosh. This so is a real Chevy event. It was a real Chevy event. So I got to have uh, like my little five seconds of fame. I got to talk on that. And as for a Chevy guy, I'm a super, super diehard Chevy guy. I mean, for real. Like, I don't. Uh, well, you got, you got, yeah. Is there a bow tie? I saw a Chevy logo. You oh, got yeah. a bow tie elsewhere? And that, that was... There it is, Chevy yeah, only. So, I mean, and it's just the truth. It's been, you know, I, I come from, like, my family back east. They drove Buicks, they're Italians, they did everything the same. You're like, no, no, you don't eat that guy. No, you eat this. You know, this is how it worked. <laughs> you know, so it was just one of those things that it's just, it's it's the same oh, with my see, kid. See, it's the Italian. See, yeah, see? Yeah. The Don oh, Corleone yeah. thing, oh, see yeah, what I'm like, saying? Hey, hey uh, welcome to my uh, yeah. event. Yeah. Uh, Anybody <laughs> bothers you, you call me. What's going on? Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, honestly, but... Again, I'm super humbled oh, by this dude, whole thank thing. Thank you. My friend, thank you guys so much. All right. All right, thanks, Dino. Hey, thanks a bunch, you guys. What do you think of that guy? Do you really want uh, the uh, Don uh, Corleone of trucks to catch up with you? I think you do. What I, happens, I think as long as it's Dino. What are you going to do when you uh, find the uh, the head of a uh, horse in your driver's seat? I don't think you'd find one. I think you'd find like the grill of an El Camino or something. <laughs> Is you know that how you know you're about to be off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just find a headlight. <laughs> just what, and that's why they're one not headlights. on. One Yeah. And that's why they're not on on the highway. Mm-hmm. Because he's pranking you or letting you know you're going to die. Dude, he's a card. Yeah. He's, what am I, 90? A card? Dude. What, I call people cards? Well, you know what's funny is you <laughs> say things and then you can't believe they came out of your own mouth. I know. It's and then I, you make fun of yourself because you're like, I'm going to get me before they get me. Because I, I'm embarrassed of the words that are coming out of my you mouth. No, the show's recorded. You can go back and clean yourself up and uh, make I don't yourself want to. feel awesome. No, I think no, it's No, you don't, you don't have the time for it is the reality. Well, I think it's funny that I'm just saying dorky words from like the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> He's a card. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know. It's a, a waxter, a yuckster. A, uh... Hey, so homie, before we move on, I've also, uh, I ran into a fan and then a, a guy from United Pacific. I wonder if it's the same way we've had on the show before us. Uh, no, he has not been on, but this guy does listen, as you'll hear. All right. So you have an official United Pacific shirt. It's embroidered, which means you must work for the company. What's your name? I'm David Odegaard. I'm the product manager for United Pacific Industries. Now, you're in my hood. You guys are in Long Beach or Signal Hill? You're right on the border there. We're in Long Beach. Long okay. Beach, yeah, right by the airport. Yes, and one of the new buildings over there. You guys were yeah. one of the first in that center right there. Yeah, Douglas Park used to be the uh, Douglas Aircraft Factory buildings, and they tore it down and uh, built our new uh, facility. We're right across from uh, Virgin Orbit, too. Yes. I went to uh, I went to a truck show in your parking lot about four years ago, I want to say. 
Yep, our hot rods and rigs. Uh, that was a great car show. We're still doing it. Our focus now is to do it with the uh, C10 community or the hot rod community individual shows. Nice. A friend of mine who runs Roxanne's, Robert, was over there, and Roxanne's brought their, uh, they've got like an old bread truck they've converted to sell drinks out of, which was, uh, I was sampling some of his wares. Yeah, that was a great show. Robert's a great guy and uh, really supportive of, of the uh, car industry. Got it. So we're standing here, we're in the Empire Fabrication booth, but with, with the uh, Banks C20 known as Lockjaw, which you walked up and you're like, I've seen this truck before. And uh, tell me your first impression about this truck. I don't know how many hours you put into the geometry on all these hinges. The hood hinge, the bed hinge, the split bed. It's just incredible. And then of course, the jewelry in the, in the engine compartments that Banks supercharged engine. Yeah, it was a fleet of people, Matt Gamble, uh, at Banks, he is in charge of the engine program. He's got a long, absurd title, but yeah. suffice it to say, he designed everything in CAD. And then we have two Eric's, Eric Ryder, and there, Eric with a long name, I, I call him E-squared. They did the majority of the fabrication. So the, the, uh, the cutting of the metal, the bending of the metal, the welding, everything. Uh, and then the engine ultimately was designed, um, the layout was designed by Matt, but this is a uh, 2021 Duramax L5P with a Whipple 3.8 liter Gen 5 supercharger on top. Yeah, I learned a lot in your podcast about how Gail Banks brought that technology over from the military side. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see that it's made it into the way, into the uh, engine compartments of the C10 guys. Yeah, well, we, you know, this will go in anything like pre-65 or marine, or there's a, there's a lot of applications that this can go into. I mean, yes, you could shoehorn it into a truck like this, and that's what it's designed for. Well, it'll ship with a, a CAD file, so you'll know the envelope overall, what it can go yeah. into. Yeah. But we expect it to go in all sorts of all sorts of vehicles. Yeah, I can see it in a, um, I don't know, a 73 to 87 uh, dually laid out, powered by a Banks uh uh, diesel engine. I'd like to see that. I don't think it'll meet emissions. Uh, make it happen, so. <laughs> Lightning. Make it happen. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been a follower of Gail Banks since uh, SEMA. Okay. Uh, uh, probably 1999. Yes. He's been doing it since 58. Yeah. Which is crazy. He's yeah. been making cars and trucks go faster since long before I was born. Yeah. You included. Uh, uh, one thing that sticks in my mind is uh, years ago I went to the Peterson Museum and uh, he had all his engines in there on display. It was fantastic. Now those engines, a lot of them are at the NHRA Museum in Pomona. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so right great. next to the uh, the track, the infamous uh, Pomona Speedway, um, Auto Club Speedway as they call it. Yeah, they're over there, you can go and pay admission and we've got, Gail's got an entire wing over there. You walk in, you hang a right, yeah. and he's got a giant, like, I don't know, 5,000 square foot room with the history of Gail yeah. Banks and engines, race cars, trucks, uh, Bonneville, Salt Flats, records, uh, vehicles, things like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, stop by that. That's a fantastic museum. And uh, stop by that when you're at the Grand National Roadster Show this year in January. Oh, that's Next right. Next year in January. Yeah. So tell me about United Pacific. What are you guys, what's in the booth? And uh, what are you, so you walked over here and you're like, oh, we've got parts for your truck. And you notice that we're missing some lights. And there are a couple of things that just couldn't be finished before SEMA, which you offer over at United Pacific? Yeah, what we do is we make what look like factory restoration correct lighting, taillights, side marker lights, parking lights, with the latest LED technology embedded in it. So it's plug and play. The, the lens comes with the LED inside of it, plug it in the light bulb socket, 
and uh, you're you're good to go on on down the road. And no hyper flashing because there's no CAN bus in these older trucks, right? Right. No, uh, there's no hyper flashing in that respect. But you do have to change the turn signal flasher, the ah. little round can under the dashboard. No big deal. Yeah. We show you how to do that. That's simple plug and play as well. Okay, and. Yeah, as you can see here, when this hood closes, so this hood articulates reverse. I, I like to, for guys that don't know supercars, they don't get the reference, but it opens up like a Pagani. Yeah. So the the bed opens up like a dump, and then the hood opens the opposite way. They're opposing. Now, yeah. where we have what were the markers on the, the hood. The factory parking lights the, in the hood. Correct. Those won't work because they were too deep. I need your shallow LEDs. Yeah. Because they will hit our hinge mechanism and our... Uh, core support. Yeah, our light's only about an inch thick, and then it's got three wires coming out of it, so you'll have to put a flexible harness back down to the engine compartment. But it's already in there. You're <laughs> ready, ready to go. go. Yeah, yeah, you're ready to go. Awesome. All right, so if we want to check out your wares, where are you on the uh, internet? Are you UnitedPacificSomething.com? Uh, we're uh, United Pacific, so it's UPCarparts.com is ah, where you'll find us. UPCarparts.com. And your social guys are rolling around here. What's your, uh, your Insta, your IG, and your Facebook? We're at a personal or no, not personal, so we can follow United Pacific. All right, UP Car Parts on Instagram, UP Car Parts on Facebook, and then UP Car Parts on TikTok as well. Perfect. You guys are you, everywhere. You know that the, our marketing guy Matt and Jared, they so want me to say, get your parts, build your passion. United Pacific. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan of those taglines. They're kind of cheesy. I think uh, <laughs> the parts speak for themselves. Yeah, they do. They do. Awesome. Thank you for... Uh, hey, Lightning, it's been great talking time. with you. Yeah. This, and, uh, is, this is a lot of you're fun. You're lying right to my face because this is a letdown. I know <laughs> it is. I, I look forward to hearing your podcast every week. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Well, I appreciate uh, him uh, sticking with us even after meeting you. Right. Do you think he'll listen to that interview or he'll skip an episode? What a letdown it must be to meet me. It's just got to be awful. You know, it's funny you say that because... Because uh, <laughs> it's I'll, true? No, I'll, just, I'll be out in the wild and people will be like, what's Lightning like? And I'm like... Sucks. You know, just when you think you can't be disappointed any further, he oh, goes ahead and does it again. Let you down even more. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> you got another interview there, buddy? Yeah, I ran into uh, to some dude. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Did I hear that you're from Buffalo, New York? Yes, sir. What's your name? My name is Mike Brooks. Mike. So first off. Thank you for listening to the Truck Show podcast, and I apologize for Holman and I. <laughs> so let me get that out of the way. All right. Yeah, so listen. why are you apologizing for me? What did I do, ever do to anybody? Because you're occasionally bad. Okay, well, that's true. All right. Yeah, so listen every week. We're at Dino's Get Down in the beautiful Glendale, Arizona area. At the By the way, I could not get it through my head that they have changed it from Get Down, G-E-T, to G-I-T, Get Down. Okay. I'm supposed to be saying Get Down this whole time. And I'm like, God damn, why can't I say Get Down? And every time like it Get Down, I think, oh. I'm just, here I am being bad. Just being bad some more. Okay. Well, when I'm I mean, done I'm, being bad, I'm, I'm bad some more. I guess the thing is it just doesn't affect me anymore. <laughs> it just rolls right off your back. It's normal. Area at the Westgate, uh, I don't know, giant entertainment complex or whatever the hell they call it. And we scored. It's like 82 degrees, light, light breeze, LS is making noise in the background. What do you think of the show? And then... Uh, I got to hope I got to pepper you with questions. Sure, sure. This show's amazing. This 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 is the place to be. Um, I've been wanting to come out here for years. You know, we don't have a scene like this. You know, where I'm from. So it's if it ain't where you're at, you got to get where it's at. So what's the scene like up there in New York? 
cold. <laughs> no, but I mean, I would assume that there is a scene of there's, some there's sort. A, there's a big hot rod scene. Uh, the truck scene is is coming along, um, but you just don't get them. They all rot away up there. So, I mean, you see trucks seven, eight years old, and the, the rockers and the wheel arches are already starting to delete that's themselves. That's all the salt, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, yeah. How many guys will put them in, roll them in, you know, uh, into the garage in wintertime? If you got something worth doing that to, everybody puts them away and either get something else like a winter beater to drive around or or they just run their daily until so, it gets rusty and that's it how many months do you have to enjoy your nice ride um if you're lucky seven. Oh, okay not so much maybe maybe five there are some states that are down to four yeah it's like, oh, i get four months of driving my fill in the blank i'm like four months that yeah yeah give or take the ones on the end are hit and miss they might be they might be no good they might you might get lucky yeah. There's people who won't bring them out till April, and they put them away at end of September, no matter what. I tend to stretch it out and get as much as I can because I, I love I love this stuff. And what know. are you driving? I have an '86 E10. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. little, little small block, just static dropped, just a just a nice little cruiser. I try to drive the wheels off it, do power tour, take road trips, stuff Did like that. Do you tub it and all that? Is it? Uh, no, oh, no, okay. just static drop. It's it's got a. It's got a 315 tire in the back. It's about as wide as I can fit yeah. without That's cutting it up meat. or anything like yeah. that. So, yeah, that'll do it, you know. Okay. And are you out here shopping? I mean, or like, what are, are you just like, is this, you made the pilgrimage to Glendale, Arizona just to salivate all over the Yeah, I'm just trucks. trying to take it all in, you okay. know. It's already over where I'm from, so I'm just trying to extend summertime a little bit, you know, before I go back home and through the holidays and the cold in the winter and now I got something to dream about well, until the weather gets nice again, you know, now, until the sun comes back do out. Do your friends and family think you're crazy for flying all the way out just for a, a truck show? 100%, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're like, seriously, you're going to go to Arizona for what? Yeah. To look at trucks. Yeah, they're like, have a nice week. I'm like, no, I'll be back in two days. It's like, I'm in and out, so. Yeah. I've asked, like, Ronnie at C10 Talk, and I said, why is it Arizona? Why is this the scene? And it seems like there's a couple of reasons. One, the weather prevents the trucks from rotting away. So you right. can have a truck, you can drive it 365 days a year, and then, or you can drive around with blasting old That's Dino 70s right there. funk, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you've got you've got that deal where you can uh, your your truck doesn't go to crap, right? But then also a lot of the young families have moved to Arizona, Texas, places like this where the cost of living is less. Right. So you've got a you know you've got a young family. The guy's maybe in his 40s and he's finally got a little discretionary income, right? And he can afford to start tinkering away at that you know chipping away at that project truck he's always right. wanted to do. Maybe his dad had a truck. I don't know. It seems like. This is, I call it the C10 Mafia down here. It's its not like it's a group. They, everyone knows each other. The fabricators all know each other. This guy sells airbags. That guy sells airbags. They're competitive, but they're friendly. Like, right, it's just, totally. It's a really cool scene down here. Um, is that your same impression? Absolutely, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing like this in the world. I think this is the most tight-knit group. Tell me about the Truck Show podcast. What is it about? What are we doing right and what are we doing wrong? Oh, jeez. I mean... Don't tell me the doing wrong part. No. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, do <laughs> no, I need it, to know it, that. It's entertaining. It's funny. Um, the jingles are an acquired taste, but it doesn't take long because <laughs> okay. it is it is funny and, and the humor and that's that's what I like about it. Plus, you get to hear what's going on with the new stuff coming on the pipeline. So, it, you, you get some of the classic stuff, some of the stuff from the, from the OEs. That's that's what I like. That's what keeps me coming back every week. Nice. Have you shared it with anyone, or are you embarrassed that you listen? No, I tell people all the time. Oh, you do. This, this is what I listen to. You know, ah, bless trying you. to get people into podcasts, and there's there's a handful of ones that I listen to regularly, and I just let people know that the stuff is out there. You know, this it's out there. If you want to hear it, 
they'll be glad to tell you the story. Well, thank you for stopping by the booth. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for listening, more importantly. All right, man. All right, we'll shake on it. Boom. All right. Make sure you uh, monitor those parameters. <laughs> All right. Nice one. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Did you just accost one of our guests? I and did. And listeners? And just for him, I'm going to give him a... No, you need to play uh, You're Deeply Sorry after touching him inappropriately. Oh, uh, I didn't... What? I, I didn't touch him inappropriately. I just shook his hand. Is that because of COVID times? I, I'm just, I can't show. I'm just saying he will we never... We are deeply hmm, sorry. Hmm, never get that off him. We're sorry. We're sorry. He's have to light his uh, hand on fire now. <laughs> Does he? We're burn sorry. <laughs> All right, He's well... He's got to burn his yeah. hand off because I shook it? Yes. Really? Yes. What kind of heebie-jeebies do I have? I don't know. <laughs> Things that remain undiagnosed uh-huh. in this room. Hey, uh, he said he liked hearing about news and uh, the new with the old. And uh, we haven't done news in about, oh, like three months. So we got a lot of news to get to. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ooh, nice. Yeah, we're, back. we're back. Yeah, nice. I feel good about that. All right. So there's there's going to be ground rules to this news segment. Oh. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sorry, my voice just failed on me after <laughs> after yelling. <clears throat> hey, uh, before we do this, do you yeah. mind if I grab a uh, Dr. Pepper I, from the fridge? I do mind. Okay. I do mind. Uh, we have I'm to go really over. parched. I am too, as you can hear in my voice. Well, let me grab a drink. Is there one for me also? Yes. Oh, then yes. Yeah, hold on. And then when you come back- Yeah. We're going to go over the rules. John, hold on. Just one sec. All right, he's running to the fridge. So we have this, uh, this is the old hot rod fridge. It's uh, not making noise anymore, and things are still cold inside. And it's from the 50s, and for some reason the thing is just, like, epically cold, probably because it, like, has R12 in it or something like that. So it cools things down, but we can't leave sodas in there because the people who use the studio outside, the photo studio outside this studio will drink them all. Yeah. Now, these are cool-ish. They're not cold. They're- you should put them in the freezer. I should have, yeah. There's mine. Oh, nice. We okay. Go. Where were these? Because they're uh, really beaten up, these cans. Oh, that'll be a segment later in the show. Mm. All right. Here's the rules. I have a lot of news. Yep. You aren't allowed to ask more than one question per story. Okay. There's no leading me down rabbit holes. There's no weird lightning questions. There's no stream of consciousness. Okay. We're just going to hit them. We're just going to like, bam, news, bam, news, bam, news. All right? Uh, yeah, I'm writing. Uh, I got my pen. I'm going to take notes, and I'm going to make sure that I only answer, uh, only ask one question per. All right. And when I ring the bell, that yep. means I'm moving on to the next news story. Okay. Sounds good. I All am right. ready. All right. Here we go. Yep. Hey, uh, Lighting, did you hear? No. Uh, no. 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 Hell no. 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 No, I have not. Uh, Rivian has a whole hell of a lot of orders right now. And so it sounds like the uh, R1S SUV will be delayed until uh, May or June of next year. Hmm. All right. How many orders? Nope. Moving right Wait, along. Wait, I got a question. Uh, oh, how, quite a bit. How many orders? Hey, uh, for those people, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! No, I did not. Uh, if you have a Ram Heavy Duty with a fuel pump stalling issue... Uh, Ram has announced they'll fix 222,000 trucks. Mm. Uh, Owners will be uh, made aware of the recall in January of 2022. They announced this week that uh, the recall will affect 222,410 trucks in the U.S. 
after NHTSA, National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, launched a probe into the matter last month. The issue affects 2019 to 2020 diesel-equipped trucks across the heavy-duty lineup from the Ram 2500 all the way to the 5500 chassis cab. Apparently, a high-pressure fuel pump failure may introduce internally failed component debris into the fuel system, potentially causing fuel starvation. Uh, if debris from a defective fuel pump were to block the fuel system, the trucks could unexpectedly stall. Of course, they're looking into the risk of a crash. Uh, they're aware of 6,399 warranty claims and 495 uh, customer assistance records ranging from August 28th of 2018 to September 20th, 21. Uh, but it wasn't made aware of any accidents or injuries. Oof. So uh, anyway, the recall affects trucks uh, built between October 11th, 2018 and November 13th, 2020. So if you've had that sort of issue on your truck, get down to your local Ram dealer and get that fixed. Now, my one question here is, did you not mention the same group of trucks were under another recall in the last news segment for a heater grid servo or something like that? Yeah, a we, relay. We about it. Hmm. All right, moving right along. The Chevy. Yeah, Sil- I didn't hear. Oh, did you hear? I mean, no, 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 I did not. The Chevy Silverado fifteen hundred short bed regular cab is back. Say it again. The Chevy Silverado fifteen hundred short bed regular cab is back. Short bed meaning a five and a half foot bed. Uh, well, in this case, it's going to be the 79-inch bed. You can't get the 69-inch bed or the 98-inch bed on the regular cab. Mm. It'll be available in work truck configuration only. But as you know, the current truck, when it was redesigned a few years back, lost the uh, lost the regular cab model. So for 2022, you will be able to get a stubby regular cab shortish box. Shortish. Okay. Hmm? Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. I did not. The uh, Chevy 2022 Colorado Trail Boss Edition. We talked about that a few episodes uh, a while back when Chevy announced it. Uh, At SEMA, there was a Trail Boss Colorado on the floor one day, and then all assets were scrubbed from uh, Chevy's system. So our man KJ Jones did the investigative reporting on it. So apparently the Trail Boss package included black Colorado emblems, tailgate letters, the G80 automatic locking rear diff, red tow hooks, one-inch front lift for leveling, 17-inch gloss black ZR2 wheels, front air dam delete, and front and mid-frame skid plates, which were optional on the 2021 LT and Z71. Which are all good stuff, by the way. It's, but it was a package that you could order for, for your Colorado that the dealer would install. And so, as you know, Trail Boss has become a massive uh, uh you know, moneymaker for a huge the full, success for the yeah. full size lineup. So they said, "Hey, we're for 2022. You can order this package, and your dealer can put it on, and you can have a Trail Boss, including the Trail Boss decal." Well, not so much. <laughs> um, not so much. Yeah. So Chevy said, <laughs> "Pump the brakes." Without the crash, <laughs> what was that? Ran, ran over bottles in the parking lot. I don't know. Let's hold, let's try that again. All right, that's just a burnout. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the uh, the offer package is no longer available. According to Chevy, demand was reportedly so high there were not enough Trail Boss packages available for 2022, and Trail Boss orders are no longer being taken for the Colorado LT or Z71 models with four wheel drive. Um, a Chevy official said that it's possible things may change later in the year, but for now it's sold out. And my understanding through our channels. That that package alone may have been the cause of double or even triple Colorado sales. You're kidding me. That's what we were told. 
Wow. That, that package alone lifted sales so much that they had they didn't anticipate it. So they had no other parts left for dealer add-ons. None. Zero. Well, they, Zero. I'm sure they probably said, hey, let's see if we can sell 5,000 of these. And it was tremendously more than that was my understanding. But I don't know the numbers. So wow. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Congrats. Uh, but if you had a Trail Boss, I don't know. Initially, we were told that Trail Boss done will give you your truck, but no Trail Boss package. But I don't know if there's a small allocation for some people. So if you have one ordered, check with your dealer because uh, that may not be the case any longer. Hmm. You may just be getting a Oh, that would one. be a bad call to get. No! I have not heard. Okay. <laughs> glad, glad you're uh, joining me on uh, doing these things quickly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, Chevy Colorado, did you hear uh, GM almost made a 6.2-liter no. V8 powered Colorado? If you're going to ask me if I've heard, I have to be able to respond. Say it again. Ask again, please. I did ask if you heard. That's your one question, by the way. What? No. No, I did not hear. Uh, they were going to put a big V8 in the Colorado and decide not to. Oh, that would have been awesome. Well, you could get the older generation Colorado with the V8, but it was a 5.3 back in the day. Hey, uh, did you hear? No. No. Uh, apparently, uh, Whipple on the 5-liter V8, now in the Ford Performance Catalog. So for 2021... Uh, not Saw only can that. you get it from Dustin and the crew over at Whipple Superchargers, mm-hmm. you can get it from Ford. And rumor has it, well, not rumor because Ford said, uh, it won't void your warranty. Yeah. Pretty stoked on that. And uh, it's carb legal. Yep. And it uh, will accommodate the new uh, F-150 cylinder deactivation. And it'll make over 700 horsepower. <laughs> yes. Do you think that will go... What's going in the Raptor? Come on. The, it's been weeks it's, since... It's, I've, I've been asking you and asking you and asking you. It's the voodoo engine from the... It is uh, a 6.2 then. That's what we think. We don't know will, for sure. I know we don't know. Well, I was hoping you would know. Do you think that they are supercharging or turbocharging? And I thought it was a low... Okay, so it's a low compression engine designed for boosting. Those are your questions. Moving right along. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. By the way, I didn't say I would answer all of your questions. I just said those were your questions. Hey, uh, a Tesla Cybertruck could be yours for only $250. I don't understand. Uh, there's a little company called uh, Megablocks that's now owned by Mattel. Ah. They may uh, compete with our friends over at Lego. Mm-hmm. And apparently they have- uh, Megablocks, by the way, are weak sauce, big uh, time. I don't know. This is pretty rad. Mattel bought them. I think they're putting the, they're putting the money in there. You think so? Uh, Megablocks was always, if, you're, if you're, your mom and dad couldn't afford Legos, they got you Megablocks. No. Pay 250 bucks now, and by the first week of December, you could have a Cybertruck sitting in your driveway- the Mega Cybertruck is from Mattel Creations. Of course, it's a little bit smaller than Tesla's sure, version. Sure, what, what scale? I don't know if it's oh, that the scale I is. Ah, I burned my what, only question. But you did. But I can tell you it's a 3,283-piece kit, and it's available for sale right now. And uh, it has opening doors, front, tonneau cover, tailgate, tailgate ramp, a non-functional steering yoke, Tesla mug, a height-adjustable suspension, and this is the thing that is the most rad out of all of it. The side glass is damaged. Just <laughs> look, at, look at the wow. pictures. The side glass is shattered like it was oh, in the that Tesla is announcement. Great. Yeah. Oh, congratulations to them for the great sense of humor. So if you're not familiar, Mega is a Canadian company. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, we said they're now owned by Mattel. Uh, and and I guess they uh, beat uh, our friends, uh, that Danish toy company we like to the punch, with, uh, with their own version of the Cybertruck. It looks pretty cool. 
I didn't Check see the photo. Out. Let me see. That's pretty solid. Damn. That really does look like the Cybertruck. That it well, I guess because it's so angular, it was a little easier to pull off than say like an Aston Martin or something. But, but that's uh, that's solid. Dude, it comes with broken windows. Hmm. Huh. So you can go over to I believe it's uh, creations.mattel.com. And you can go to the uh, Cybertruck page under there if you uh, if you want to order it. And, and you said one. it was too uh, price two hundred fifty bucks. Moving right along. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Uh, fans of the Raptor will be happy to know that the Ford Bronco Raptor was caught out testing, and uh, you can find photos at the Bronco Nation or on MotorTrend.com. Uh, it's very lightly camoed. And yeah, buddy. And what we can tell is uh, it's got a little bit different signature grill. It's got the Ford Raptor-style F-O-R-D grill. The uh, halos around the lights are amber instead of uh, white. And it's got big old giant honking flares uh, to cover 37-inch tires. This thing is going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, buddy. I don't know what's uh, better than a Bronco, but this is going to be that. Do you have a, can I see a photo? That doesn't count as my question. That's just me asking you for, let me see that. Um, so let me ask you this. How is this compared to, say, Jerry at Camberg's, you know, his uh, his Bronco, his Raptor, whatever he's calling it? Well, that's based on the uh, regular Bronco. This right. is actually Raptorized. So without telling you too much, because uh, I don't know, and I don't want to be a lying liar that lies, um, this will have a uh, modified frame, longer travel, wider track, bigger tires, uh, you know, all that stuff directly from the factory. I would Sounds imagine, like you do know. I mean, I'm looking at the photos. I can mm. see here. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that the uh, Bronco mm. Raptor, or as I coined it on this show, the Raptor people, that was me, actually coined it at a Ford meeting years ago, called it the Raptor. Our other and, and many other people are calling it the Raptor now too. Well, it's not that big of a leap to figure that right, out. I'm sure, just saying yeah. that I did it first. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, lightning! Did you hear? Ah! No. <laughs> wow, that seems. Uh, I'll give you another strong. One. No. No, I did not. Uh, Ford F-150's lightning will be able to charge other lightnings by plugging into their brothers. You can daisy chain lightnings. Very interesting. I don't know if you can daisy chain lightnings. <laughs> That's what it said. No, you can put two lightnings together. Yes. I don't know if you're going to run a train on the lightnings. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like that's something from your K-Rock days, uh-huh. but we'll leave it alone. Yeah, I would. Please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, there's such a joke in there that we are walking no, away no. from because we are professionals. Oh, they got it. They understood where we're going with uh, that. But there's more. We could go deeper, <laughs> but we're not. Well, I mean, hey, lightning, That's what she said. Easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not what we what I heard. Hey, um. <laughs> Boy, are we punchy. Did you hear? Yeah. No! I did not. Uh, tomorrow, which is last week, uh, the. Don't do this crap again but with your time warp. It's, it's what it is. Okay, last week, the next generation Ford Ranger was unveiled. And we don't know anything about it because it's tomorrow. So <laughs> we'll bring you more in the next podcast. Um, I mean, do you want to. Yeah, you know. I know you know. So say. I can't. If I knew, I would tell you. There's lots of things we've broken embargo on the show, but because of the release date, we were past embargo. I actually don't have any assets for this. Cause embargo. It's tomorrow, so I'm sorry to tease you, but next uh, next. You're episode, telling me we'll you don't have more. something in your email inbox right now that you can read that will apply in past tense when the show comes out? Lightning, I have 650 unread emails. I probably do. I have no Just idea. Just search. I'll wait. No, we don't have time for that. Remember, this is a quick one. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? 
How about new? No, I did not. Uh, the Rivian IPO puts it just behind Tesla, valued at a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> dude, that's just so crazy. Right? Like that's that's crazy money, dude. A hundred billion. A hundred billion dollars. You know who the wealthiest person in the world is right now? Um, Musk or Bezos, is it? Bezos? It was Jeff Bezos until yeah. he was recently passed by Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, I think those two are just going to leapfrog each other. But Bill Gates is gone now. Yeah, like, nobody cares about him. It's not that no one cares about him. No, just, no, really, nobody cares about him. You think so? Yeah, 100%. Huh. Especially his wife. Uh-huh. Hey, oh, 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 hey, oh, hey, oh. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear? No! I did not. Apparently, uh, diesel fuel shortages across the country started to show up at truck stops, and certain truck stops uh, in the Southwest are limiting uh, trucks to 60-gallon Phillips, which is only about half of their typical load. That's bad, and I have heard rumors of a def shortage as well, although Ooh. I think that could be bogus, but that is what I heard. Those were rumors. I haven't heard about the uh, the def shortage. If you've heard about a def shortage, hit us, yeah, uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com yeah, or we get, we got a lot on of the gram. Yep. Yeah. Wait, how is it on the gram one minute and your last interview was Insta? I like the gram better. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving right along. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. I did not. Uh, October sales numbers are in, and Toyota Tacoma took a 38% haircut from last year, dropping to 14,650 trucks versus uh, 23,774 in 2020. Mm, I Uh, wonder, that would have been pre- Tundra announcement. Yeah. Ran- okay. But that's Tacoma, though. And Ranger oh, right, dropped right, right. Uh, 17.8%. And Ridgeline was down uh, 42 uh, Of course, some of that has to do with the chip shortage and things like that. I heard Silverado sales took a bath as well. Uh, I don't have all the sales. This report's incomplete. But Ford uh, Maverick uh, sold 4,600 models. Huh. That's uh, that's pretty good for a brand new just on the market, ramping up. That's that's strong. Forty six hundred. Forty six hundred in the month of October. Forty six thousand would have been impressive. Really? You think they're going to sell forty six thousand a month? Yeah, I do. All right, let me turn to my calculator here. I, I'm saying that's possible. Forty six thousand times mm-hmm. twelve would be five hundred thousand a year. That would be oh, like a full size truck. Yeah, third. that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's like F one fifty. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's about that. Yeah. Moving right along. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, I did not. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, no. No, I'm not sure. GMC is making moves to, wait for it, South Korea. And guess- you must be out of your mind. What? And, and guess which model is going to spearhead the brand's launch into Asia? GMC. It's going to be something small, that's for sure. Okay. It is going to be the GMC, not the Arc. Arcadia, but something like the, Arcadia. That's the, a, Arcadia is a is a city next to Pasadena. No, it's something Acadia. Acadia. Uh-huh. Got it. Acadia. Yeah. You're close. What's smaller than the Ar- the Acadia? Hmm. I can tell you, it's not going to be smaller than the Acadia. It's oh. actually going to be the Sierra 1500. No kidding. Which is kind. Of, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yes, it is. Uh, and if you haven't seen the new 1500, it's a gorgeous truck. But they're not like giant gluttonous Americans. So what do they want with a big truck? Uh, to be like giant gluttonous Americans. <laughs> that is your question, sir. Oh, okay. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? 
No, I did not. <laughs> Apparently, the new 2022 Toyota Tundra is so popular that there may be an 18-month wait for the truck when it debuts uh, at the end of the year. This is not a question of the statement. I heard that there is a dealer, I'm sure it's a rumor, uh, but I saw in print that there's a dealer charging $100,000 over sticker. And yeah, nobody's going to pay that. Yeah. At all. I drove that truck. Nobody's paying hundred grand over sticker. Yeah. It ain't bad, but nobody's uh, going to pay that kind of money. Okay. All right, moving right along. Uh, Lightning, did you hear? Good God in heaven, Ruby, there are just so very many ways for me to say this to you. Never, not in a million years, absolutely not. No way, Jose, no chance, Lance, and yet, negatory, mm-mm, nah, uh-uh. And of course, my own personal favorite of all time, man falling off of a cliff. No! What is that from? That's awesome. I don't recall. Uh, but it well, cracks hey, me I, up. He didn't splat at the end. He should. It, it cracks me up because uh, you're trying to race through the segment. I'm playing like absurdly no, long. No, no. But nose. this is great because that's perfect for our final uh, PSA of news. Okay. A uh, PSA. Yeah. Hall Racing, the Chevy Silverado Zero Two, and Colorado Zero Two secure best in the desert championships. Ah. And that is the news. And what's that from? Is that uh, Walter Cronkite? No, that was me. No, there was someone who said, and that is the news. No, I, he probably, he had some, they all had some sign off. That was Yeah, Walter it. Cronkite had the that most famous. I know, but that wasn't it. Okay. I'm not that uh, studied or <laughs> proper. No, you're or not. smart. Uh, what are we doing next, Holman? <laughs> I just called you Hol- Holmy. Is that Holmy with an L? I did. I was like Holman wow. and Holmy. Well, the problem is, is that <laughs> this, this show is uh, starting to <laughs> fall apart. Downhill. Yeah, yeah, fast. yeah. Wheels are coming off this train. Well, as you know, uh, this last week I was out at Four Wheeler of the Year. We do Four Wheeler of the Year uh, pickup trucks and uh, SUVs concurrently. This year we had twelve vehicles, and we brought back. It's the sixtieth anniversary of Four Wheeler this year, and we brought back. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God, dude! Oh, just stop for a second. Holman burped, and it was damn that smells. <laughs> pepperoni, dude. Oh my lord, what you ate pepperoni when? Yeah, pizza, like an hour ago. Doctor Pepper got it out of me. I just, I tasted it. <laughs> Good, you said you were oh, hungry earlier. God, can we get back to doing the show? Just <laughs> moving right along, lightning. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Okay, ready? I think I'm ready now. Okay. What, what are we going to play some audio they recorded? This is going to be a 400-year show. You can't just get it together. I'm sorry. Let's, all right, let's do all this right, now. So it's the 60th anniversary of four-wheeler. We don't have enough people on staff to cover the uh, giant amount of new vehicles that we had. So we uh, brought back a bunch of our old staffers, old editors, a bunch of people who are out in the industry and have formerly worked at four-wheeler. We got the band back together. We headed out on a week-long trip, 1,000 miles, you know, hundreds of miles off-road. We tested the uh, Ford F-150 Tremor, the Ford F-150 Raptor, the Ranger Tremor, the Nissan Frontier, and the new Tundra TRD Pro, and the new uh, Tacoma TRD Pro that has the upgraded suspension. And then on the SUV side, we had the uh, Yukon AT4, the Grand Cherokee L, the Wagoneer, the Wrangler JL 4xe, the Wrangler JL 392, and, of course, the new Ford Bronco. And we should have results... Uh, Hopefully by the end of the year, after we tabulate everybody's score. But what I did was I took my recorder around. I talked to everybody who's on the test. They all have different levels of uh, experience with four-wheeler. And we asked them what the biggest surprise of the test was and what their favorite truck and what their favorite SUV was. Because these are literally the people that have, one in particular, 
who set the stage for why manufacturers have off-road packages today. Because that's how influential four-wheeler was back when he was doing four-wheeler of the year. Really? And to hear each of the people talk about their favorite trucks, you might be a little bit surprised. And I, I won't tell you what my thoughts are until the end, because I think it's worth hearing from other people that aren't you and me. Can you, before we get into this piece, yeah. can you describe for me the, the grading process? Because I truly don't know it. So uh, do you discuss it in this piece? No. So it's it's a scoring system that is uh, both subjective and empirical. There's a bunch of empirical data that we use. Uh, and there's a subjective piece. There's weighted categories. Uh, everything is basically based not against each other in the test. You would never judge an F-150 Raptor against a to, uh, you know, Toyota Tacoma. What you do when you're scoring them is what your expectations for that class are. So you might have, let's say, the Ranger Tremor, which does compete with the Tacoma TRD Pro. Those are natural competitors. You can compare and contrast those in the test. But for something like a, um, let's say, Grand Cherokee L on the SUV side, it didn't really have you know anything in the test that you would compare it against. So That's the new long wheelbase one, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, three row. So it's more about what are your expectations. So that way, yes, the vehicles compete against each other empirically. The reason for that is the world is the world, right? Like zero to 60 is still zero to 60 no matter what the vehicle is. Off-roading is still off-roading. Approach angle, departure angle, RTI ramp, all that stuff still matters. That's in the physical world. They compete against every other car on the road. But subjectively, that's where we go versus what we think. You know, um, then everything is tabulated and scored. A lot of outlets do what I call a Hall of Fame ballot, where a bunch of people drive a bunch of things and then they don't score anything, and they do my one, two, and three are, and whoever has the most number ones gets it. There's other people who don't drive anything; they just say, "I like this one." But that's not the way no, this no. works. Four wheeler goes out. We test it. Our scoring matters. These are twelve uh, judges who have actually I think there's thirteen judges. Uh, we have scorebooks, and everything is like tightly controlled and tabulated. And there's a whole. So process. the manufacturers, when you uh, divvy, or when when you announce the winner, yes, the manufacturers really covet this award, correct? This is the forty third year of it. Wow! And if you're, for example, Jeep sent four vehicles, and Ford sent three vehicles. No, Ford sent four vehicles also. Actually, so you look at that. Just in what Ford sent was probably a quarter million dollars worth of trucks. Jeep, probably the same way. You know, you figure, uh, let's see, that's probably a close to 60, 80, 90, 70, whatever that works out to be. So, yeah. It's not just bragging rights, right? Like, no. this is, it legitimizes that vehicle for them. Well, it, it's a way to validate that they're doing the right thing. So, four-wheeler special, because unlike some of our other tests, like maybe Motor Trend's pickup truck of the year, which is different than four-wheeler's pickup truck of the year. They're looking at it from more consumer standpoint. Four-wheeler looks at it from an enthusiast standpoint. We specifically have them only send their off-road packages. We're only testing trucks with off-road packages. We're only testing trucks and SUVs with two-speed transfer cases. And it's, you know, your Nobius tires, your rock rails, your go-fat, whatever it happens to be, we test your tow hooks. We, you know, test things like the thickness of skid plates and water fording ability, things that nobody else is doing. So if you're an enthusiast and adventurer, we've been doing this test for four decades, which is pretty incredible that there's an unbroken string. And uh, I have an idea who the winners might be. You could probably pick it up in, in this audio. But again, I went and talked to each person because I think that hearing them talk about the test and talk about each vehicle, I think is really valuable because this is insight you'll never get as a rando consumer. Uh, you might pick up a little bit in the story, 
But hearing it firsthand from these guys, I think it was a really special opportunity. So if you want to play the audio. All right, let's hit play. All right, so I'm out here at Dumont Dunes. This is day five of our uh, annual four-wheeler of the year. This is pickup trucks and SUVs together. And I'm here with Jason Gonderman, you'll know on the show, uh, runs the uh, Truck Trend side and a lot of the testing at the uh, Truck and Off-Road Group here at Motor Trend. Uh, He put this bad boy together. How many trucks and SUVs do we have? So for this year, we have 12 vehicles total, split up with six trucks and six SUVs. A nice, even field. All right, and we imported a bunch of old uh, freelancers and uh, staffers from Four Wheeler to help us out this year, which is cool because it's the uh, 60th anniversary of Four Wheeler, so it was nice to see some old faces. Um, I'm going to ask you the same questions I'm going to ask everybody. Uh, biggest surprise, personal favorite truck and personal favorite SUV. Go. Oh, man. The biggest surprise of the group, probably the uh, Ford Bronco. Not for the reasons people would think, but it, it just surprised everywhere. It would, did everything well, and it did it great. Best SUV? The 392 Wrangler. Because uh, who doesn't love a big, gnarly V8 and solid axles? So, so I think we're going to talk about this in the story. Uh, I'm of the opinion that for years, decades, basically enthusiasts have been clamoring for a V8, solid axle, high horsepower, lockers front and rear vehicle from a manufacturer and at the very basic golden age dawning era of internal combustion engine jeep delivers this vehicle and to me it's pretty amazing that it's here and it is what it is and it's as good as it is yeah the 392 just ripped absolutely everywhere uh it needs a better fuel tank for that big thirsty v8 but you know I wonder if they would put a big fuel tank if I could use that on my supercharged uh, Wrangler, which also needs a bigger fuel tank. All right, uh, and pickup trucks. Oh, uh, favorite pickup truck has to go to the Raptor. It's, it's just a blast everywhere. Tons of power, tons of wheel travel. It's just a load of fun. Tundra TRD Pro, surprisingly, was a close second. Really enjoy that truck with its big twin-turbo V6 now. Lots of power, decent uh, suspension. It's just comfortable twin turbo v6 and hybrid powertrain that's right and hybrid powertrain fuel economy not so great torque <laughs> curve amazing on that truck yeah i hate i'm hating the uh, the engine sound the pumped in engine noise because i think that the truck sounds pretty cool without it but that's just me yeah toyota made the mistake and did what ford did 10 years ago and faked the v8 sound inside the truck and that's just it's disappointing just let that v6 sing all right jason thanks i'm gonna go uh, find some more people to talk to you All right, I'm standing here with John Stewart, who is the uh, former content director and editor of Four Wheeler Magazine. He uh, is an old school magazine guy and is sort of uh, a lot of our mentors and the the guy who brought a lot of us younger guys in. John, you've probably been involved in more Four Wheelers of the Year than you care to uh, even think about. Well, at least 13. Uh, I came on to Four Wheeler in uh, 1986 and immediately... Uh, upgraded the four-wheeler of the year program from things that I'd learned when I was working at another magazine. And so we evolved over time. But what I've noticed is that the people who are doing it now have done a really nice job of evolving it further (laughs) and really, really honoring the uh, the brand and what it stands for and the things that we did years ago but at the same time you know improving are you amazed at the level of vehicles because when you were doing four wheeler of the year it was always man this thing would be awesome if it had a locker this thing would be awesome if it had low range you know back in the 80s it was unheard of to have a hundred to and one to one crawl ratio and lockers front and rear and you know you have vehicles today that have that 
I would imagine coming back and getting a chance to sample everything current on the market is probably pretty exciting and an eye-opener because really it was you and people like you that got manufacturers interested to make this from the factory and not have to require aftermarket. I mean, you, you and your team were the people that set the stage for these vehicles that exist today. Yeah, you know, um, it is. It's amazing. I've been a little bit out of touch for about 10 years, and during that time, amazing things have happened, even the last two years. And we see it in the field that we have here now. You know, we have our first hybrid Jeep. We have, you know, all kinds of things that even, as amazing as they are now, signal where will be in the next 10 years so uh it's really been an eye-opener i also notice uh, as much as technology has increased prices also yeah uh, yeah so yeah all right i'm going to ask you uh the three questions i'm going to ask everybody and that was what was your biggest personal surprise of the test and your personal favorite truck and your personal favorite suv well that is a tough one but um i was very impressed with the bronco on the trail uh, it was a pleasure to operate, and I really, really enjoyed being in it and learning about it and so on. So I think the, the Ford people did a great job, notwithstanding the fact that the Jeep engineering is incredibly creative, that the Jeep brand people have really built out their brand, and they've listened beautifully, and they've done great things. Even recognizing that, I enjoyed being in the Bronco. So that's an SUV. Um, my favorite pickup, one kind of stood out to me, and it's a strange thing. Uh, I did not expect it, but I I enjoyed being in the uh, Nissan Frontier because I didn't expect that it would be uh, something that I would want to drive. Sure. And uh, I'm, I've owned Toyotas. I recognize the Toyota brand. Uh, I think the Fords are wonderfully comfortable. But the Frontier impressed me as a vehicle that if I were looking in that category, I would shop. Yeah. I would drive that yeah. before I drove the others because there's a lot of value there. There's a lot of value, and also I think it's just a, it's, a, it's a little bit more basic than some of the other trucks here. And if you're looking for a really solid, honest pickup truck, it sort of fits that mold, right? Yeah, yeah. There's I got in it, you know... I like this. There's nothing wrong with this. I yeah. would drive this. Yeah. And it's a heck of a nice ride on the highway, too. It's quiet, and it, it drives nice. Steering's a little heavy for my like, but the brakes are good. The engine's fantastic. I loved it driving at night. I like the way the uh, nav system, you know, we're on a dark yeah. desert uh, road. We're going uh, fast at night. The lighting was good. The steering was great. And the nav system showed me the turns that were going to yeah. come up in advance. It was very simple. Uh, I felt secure. It was good. All right, appreciate that. Thank you, uh, and it's good to see you again. It's been a while. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I really uh, I enjoyed being part of it again. Well, uh, we appreciated you uh, coming out and doing that. Talk to you soon. All right. All right, so uh, I'm with KJ Jones, who you guys uh, will know from the Hoopty Challenge. And uh, you'll also know uh, KJ from coming on the show and talking diesels and stuff like that. And you're not necessarily a big off-road guy, which is one of the reasons we bring you, because I think you represent a lot of people that are the average buyer. And the, the biggest questions for me, I'm going to ask everybody the same. Biggest surprise, favorite truck, favorite SUV, personally. I'm actually surprised with the F-150 Tremor. 
I thought that that would come into this, um, despite the tremor uh, package. I thought that would come into this as more of a street pickup. Go to Home Depot, get your get your stuff, etc. But it really, throughout all of the off-road stuff that we've done, has done very, very well. So that's the biggest surprise for me because it's a big, you know, it's a big. Um, half ton truck. It's still it's and it's it's like halfway between a regular F one hundred and fifty and a Raptor. So if you don't want all the Boyd Racer stuff, you can still need a better truck, more payload, more towing, right. but you still get some of that off road stuff from the Raptor kind of baked in. Exactly, but you can't get yourself twisted up and think that you have a Raptor. It's True, not quite it's there. not quite there. <laughs> That's fair. All right, um, favorite truck. Uh, my favorite truck. It really the, the, the Raptor's a badass pickup, man. I mean, it's hard to beat. Really, very hard. I mean, it's a cliche beat. answer, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, just by way of you know the performance, and I'm really a performance minded guy, but the performance wrapped around handling too. It's not just a bunch of raw power, and it's yeah. and it's brutally fast. It rides very nicely. It's appointed inside pretty well. It's it's a nice nice truck. All right, favorite SUV. Favorite SUV is Jeep Wagoneer. Um, that was surprising how, I mean, it's incredibly plush, incredibly comfortable, uh, has all the tech, but it doesn't, it's just a big couch, and I loved it for that. It's a, it's a big couch, but it can hang out. It, it put all, all the tasks we put it up to, it handled very well, didn't get itself, you know, in any type of a trouble that I saw or experienced when I drove it. And for someone like myself who isn't an off-roader, um, who enjoys more of a street machine, truck, or SUV, that's really it. That's what I'm taking home for the weekend because, oh, you, you know, there's a lot of highway miles between here and home. I'm going to be comfortable. <laughs> right on, man. All right. Thanks, Cage. No problem. So uh, I'm with John Kappa, former editor of like 20 magazines, including JP, Four Wheeler, all those. What were your was your biggest surprise of the test? Uh, there were certain vehicles that had... Uh, surprises like uh, the the Tundra over here was a surprise in the sand. I didn't think it was going to work as well as it did, but you put it in low range and the thing really scoots in the sand. Uh, the GMC AT4 was another surprise for me. It was a lot of fun in the sand when you put it in low range. Uh, it felt like the suspension might have been a little bit limited when you were hitting the bottom of the dunes, but power-wise, I was really happy with it. Um, what else? Oh, the Ranger was fun. The Ranger Tremor was a lot of fun in the dunes. It was kind of like a little go-kart, and it just stuck, and uh, it just went. I really liked the way that worked. It was good. What was your favorite uh, pickup truck overall? Because I think uh, we, you and I kind of had this conversation on the side, and I think we sort of arrived at the same conclusion and kind of went, oh, interesting. I was really surprised by the F-150 Tremor. I was not expecting it to be as, as good of a vehicle as it was. Um, like It's the all-around kind of like the low-key work truck guy that needs off-road capability and comfort and a nice interior all right uh suv out of all the suvs which is the one that john kappa has personally taken home i mean if i didn't have to pay for the fuel i'm taking the 392 i mean that's just like, you'd have to have one of those things if you can afford it you can make it happen like that is the vehicle to yeah, do it now because in two or three years it's gone it's gone right yeah so that one would be the fun one to take home but if i have to put fuel in it and stuff yeah i don't know man i, I, I still probably really struggle not taking that one <laughs> well, you, i mean you can always put you know a gofundme or something right, i yeah. saw a guy driving it the other day and he had a um, qr code on the back for his venmo account and uh i i caught up to him in a parking lot and i said do people really send you money he goes dude i get money all the time i'll get like 50 cents here or a dollar here for people going you made me laugh it's worth it he goes i make like 200 bucks a month and it pays for my gas so i need to work on that oh, <laughs> look up for john kappa's venmo account all right <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, we need to uh, donate to John so he can have a 392. All right, I'm here with Vern Simons for the, the off-roading stuff. Hey, Vern. 
Hey, how you doing there, Sean? Hey, are we uh, really going to go do Mojave Road and Flat Fenders at some point? Yeah, sure. I want to just go do the Mojave Road and anything, but All I right. think it would be pretty cool to do it in Flat Fenders. So that's the goal. The goal is to get you out on the Mojave Road in normal cars, and then you and I are going to plan a date in a, say, a year from now. Yeah. Be ready. We'll bring we'll lots do. of fuel and lots of fuel pumps. And, lots and of also uh, axle shafts. And, uh, is it that bad? I don't know. <laughs> I've only driven around the corner a few times. Flat Fenders are pretty capable. All right. They hold together pretty good. All right, so we're out here at Four Wheeler Deer. Uh, what was your biggest personal surprise of the test? You came to the test, and you're like, eh, and then one vehicle stood out, truck or SUV, and you're like, wow, I, I had no idea. Um, I mean, I feel like the uh, the F-150 Tremor is pretty kind of a, it's like a sleeper. Like, it seems to me when, what sometimes will win these competitions is something that does well. It's like it earns it, right? Yeah, it doesn't do the best in anything, but it does well in all the categories. And that's just a fun truck to drive. And it's like, you know, you can see yourself driving it down the road every day. I kind of feel like that about the AT4 out here in the dunes, man. That thing was absolutely Yo, the uh, the GMC Yukon AT4. And that has independent suspension with air springs. You wouldn't think it would be as good as it is, but it does really, it's almost as big as it is. I don't want to say rally car, yeah. but it's shocking. But that 6.2 yeah, yeah. helps out yeah, a lot. It's all the power. You're driving way, way over the suspension's <laughs> capability. And you're still it, laughing and having fun. Yes, but it doesn't, it doesn't, you want a little bit more power and you got a lot more power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, what was your favorite personal, out of all of them, SUVs in the test? Uh, SUVs, I mean, uh, you know, it's really hard to beat that 392 uh, Rubicon JL Wrangler. I mean, if you think the the AT4 has power. Yeah, that thing's just dumb. It's just like, yeah, I was halfway up a dune, and I pushed the gas a little bit more and And kind of scared myself. It still kept going. Yeah, so that that thing, like, I, I contend that if you can afford one of those, and you're into cars, you should buy one because you won't regret it. And and like I, we were just talking with Kappa a minute ago, they're not going to be around forever. Yeah, no. I, I can't afford one, so buy one for me as well. If you're you're really the secondary good. owner. You need somebody to yes, buy one, yes, garage yes, it, and I'll take it off road so yes, you can buy it. Yes. You just got it. All right, and out of all the pickup trucks, what was your favorite that Vern Simons would drive back to Arizona and uh, haul his junk around with? I kind of fell in love with the Ranger, honestly. I know. Maybe that was kind of unexpected, but the little bitty engine with that 10-speed transmission, the thing moves good, and it's light, and it's nimble, it's fun here in the dunes, it crawls well. It's a fun truck. I, I, I expected it to be decent, but it, it performed better than I thought. Yeah, it's really cush, too, like even on like the rocky trails and stuff like that, it doesn't beat you up. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, you know, we, we had Chad Callender from Ford on, brand manager for the Ranger, and uh, talked about Tremor, and I had a chance to take it out, and um, you know, it's more, not just stickers and badges, it's different knuckles, and it's, you know, wider offset wheels, and different tires, a little bit of lift, and Fox shocks, and all those things. Um, trail control modes, the auxiliary switches, it's a great little truck for somebody who wants to go out, I mean, out of the box, go take it out in the yeah. desert and have a good time. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I think it's it's a it's a world car, so that kind of lends some credence to it being durable. I also think the Nissan looks really good, and I really like the engine and the transmission in it. Yeah, that but thing the on the highway is like, good. The way they kind of brought it back to like the old hard body. Yeah, look. it's like a more squared and kind of yeah, tough. Like the stance on the truck's really kinda good. Kind of roundy but square too. Yeah. Like the like the nineties Pathfinders and and trucks like that. What are they called? The D twenty one. Yeah, well, uh, I can't remember if D twenty one is the early one or if it, if hard body was D twenty one. I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, light on my uh, my Nissan um, yeah. code names right now. I think it's D twenty one. We'll so. stick with that. All right, D twenty one. It wrong. is. 
but uh, it's a good looking truck and pretty good step into this kind of, you know, I mean, it's out here doing what these other trucks are doing. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about it is it's not a Tremor and it's not a TRD Pro. It wasn't designed to be. It's a rung lower in terms of suspension. So you feel that out here. Yeah. But for a basic, no frills, other than the, the basic, like it has a great stereo, it has great mm-hmm. CarPlay, it has, you know, power locks and leather, all that kind of stuff. But like yeah. not going like far into this performance suspension world mm-hmm. it's a really solid pickup for anybody who wants to go off-road and you know full skid plates and tow hooks it's a good it's a it's a good little truck and then i think it acquitted itself well out here i think there were people who who you know were kind of like eh um but it, i think it's you know yeah i mean it's kind of interesting none of them are perfect the tacoma yeah. i like the tacoma i own a tacoma we know that but they're old they're really getting long in the tooth yeah. and the transmission oh so bad yeah it's like it it hunts more than uh porky pig it on well and the trd pro suspension on the tacoma really transforms in a lot of ways that bill of upper control arm a little more travel rebound control back that all makes it better but then you get in the brakes are grabby the steering's slow the tranny's just and you just like it's it's just it, it's time for a new one yeah. all right well we will uh take your opinion and uh yeah run with it run with it yeah that's it <laughs> run with it thanks Vern. All right, now I'm standing here with uh, Craig Peroni, who uh, was the tech editor at Four Wheeler right before I took his job when he left back in, uh, I don't know, 2004 or five or something like that? A long time ago, millions of years ago. <laughs> the, the lava was cooling yeah. and pterodactyls were landing for the last time. Yeah, yeah. What was your biggest surprise coming in? Which vehicle kind of maybe you didn't see it coming? And at the end of the test, you're like, yeah, I got a lot of respect for that one. Uh, you know, I would say probably the e-Jeep, you know, just because it's got so much pop off the bottom. It's kind of, you know, and you know, electric motors are basically torque, so that makes sense. But I was surprised I got in that thing and it zipped like right off the line. I was pretty surprised with that. You know, I thought it would be, you know, not the fastest thing out there, but, and, and then of course the, you know, the 392, you can't, (laughs) you can't, you you know, that's a lot of cubic inches under the hood that thing is fun it's more fun than i thought it would be yeah i mean you sort of think oh they just shoved a big engine in it and it'll be it'll be cool but it's it's really more than that and it feels like a complete vehicle that is just unbelievably awesome yeah yeah well and especially you know i love the the performance exhaust option where you yeah. can just push click the button it, push the button and make so it so i wish my uh, my long-term trx had that because i wake up the entire neighborhood every time i start up at least in 392 you can push the button it goes quiet right right so and i mean like you said like you know people do hemi swaps and stuff but the ones that i've driven that have had hemi swaps have always had like yeah. the the mappings off or something you know something they're always, they're always herky jerky or yeah. you know you get warning lights on the dash this thing like you were kind of saying it's just complete packed. it had zero issues the entire trip right like there's nothing issue. and you know kind of and we weren't easy on this was with an extreme recon with the 35s right, right. and we did everything and it it performed whether it was at the track it had the fastest time it had some really good braking distances it, it did great on the trail as you'd expect it actually did really awesome in the zoom in the dunes with all that horsepower yeah and, and that's kind of what's interesting to me is like you know i guess you could call it old school tech but it works and all these other vehicles yeah. use all these kind of crazy electronic systems to kind of emulate old school tech which yeah. just you know it, it just works it just works yeah. yeah two lockers and a you know low range in the box and all right good to go which sr which suv are you taking home if you had the chance money no object your favorite one here uh, i would say the the jeep you know the 392 for 392 sure 392 for sure i would the bronco I had hopes for but i don't think it's as it's a really good first swing right right it's a really good first swing but i think the 392 i mean for me 
it would just be like you got a big V8. It's everything like it's everything you've ever asked for in a Jeep. And I mean, if you don't like it, you're probably like a communist or something. <laughs> it's, like, it's like how yeah how much more American can this be? You know, solid axles, yeah. V8, locker, ah! and it's everything. You know, Jeepers have been asking, hey, when can we get a V8? Yeah. V8. So if you if you don't love it, I mean, how yeah, something's wrong with you. Yeah, we, we can't be friends. Right. All right, same question. What truck is Craig Peroni taking home? Uh, that would be a more difficult one. Like the Fords are the most comfortable in. Side, you know, I think like if I had to go on a long trip, I would probably hop in like the F one fifty or the Raptor. I mean, the Raptor you got to love just because it it works. You know, it is what it is. The other ones, I don't know, they're all kind of on the same level. You know, the the, the mid sized trucks are kind of, you know, like the Tacoma is kind of like the AK forty seven of trucks. It's, <laughs> it's like out- old reliable. Yeah, I mean, it's outdated, but it can still it does its job, yeah. right? You know, and still and, take it everywhere you'd yeah, ever want to, and yeah, it did it did great. It's not the most comfortable. It doesn't have the best of everything, but it's well rounded, and that's right. why they sell so many of them. Yeah, and that's you know, there's something to be said for that. And part of the thing I don't like about the Fords is they're so complicated when you get on the inside. Yeah. It's like you got, I think the interior designer is paid by the button or something yeah. like that because there's so many buttons and that's kind of what's nice about like the Tacoma is it's just refreshingly yeah. simple it's like oh I can figure out how to you just get in and drive it yeah. there's not a lot of yeah. instruction it's, it's not like you know uh, like some of the Fords where you're like wait how do I turn off this camera system yeah. that's yeah. been on for the last two hours you know <laughs> and yeah I would say it would be probably between the Raptor and the Tremor I mean the Tremor yeah. Is pretty. I was surprised. The tremor is pretty nice. I think a lot of us were. That, yeah. was, that was that was a standout for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's got a real comfy interior, and you know, I think it's a kind of a good all-around truck. Like if you don't need maybe the capacity of the Raptor, you know, like the the, the yeah, suspension performance. The, yeah, stuff. the yeah. suspension performance. But maybe you tow more and stuff. Like the Raptor. I mean the. The trimmer would still do a pretty solid job, you know. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming out and hanging out with us. I've got a couple more people to find, and then uh, we'll put a a bow on top of this one and 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 uh, crown two winners. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that laughter is coming from Nina Barlow. You remember uh, when people were going to storm the gates at Area 51? She came on the podcast and told you, do not do that. Um, and it turned out to be a dud, which is good. That means the millions of people who listen to the podcast decide not to go storm the gates. So yes. that has allowed us to uh, be here today. All right, so... <laughs> You and I are on like a gazillion trips together throughout the year. It's like, oh, it's neat. I, I remember the 392 media drive. You saw me coming up a, like a waterfall ledge, and then you just walked away because yeah, you're like, like, I'm not, oh, sp- my work here is <laughs> I'm not spotting like, you anymore. I leave now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we had you out here uh, for your uh, vehicle expertise as well as uh, you are sort of the queen of recovery and make, <laughs> making really stupid decisions look better uh, when you save people. But what was the biggest surprise of the test? You actually have a fair amount of time in probably mm-hmm. half the field. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that stood out that you were surprised how good it was? Um, are we talking about today specifically? No, the, the whole trip. Whatever whatever okay. vehicle all around, you went, you know what? Oh, my all right. gosh. So I wanted to hate the GMC, the, the Yukon yeah. AT4. I just, you know, never been, never found a GMC that I, you know, did anything for me. And honestly, there's not a single thing, not a single thing that is sexy about that <laughs> truck. But I got in it and I loved it. It was just, it was simple. It's, everything's very intuitive. It's got power to spare, but it manages it well. Um, the big marshmallow. I just immediately, <laughs> and the, of course, seeing the burnout on day one was like, I think I'm in love. <laughs> Put my name on those set of keys right there. So that was a big surprise. Um, the Wagoneer was not a surprise. I totally expected to be in love with that. Yeah. And it, 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 it it's a exceeded, couch. It exceeded. It's, that it's far. like a couch. It, to me, it's like. Um, 
I don't know how to describe it. It's like a couch on like a uh, uh, what are those boats that go through the Everglades? The airboats. Oh, yeah, it's like boat, like yeah. it's just this big, stupid, comfortable yeah. thing, but it still has enough capability to go do anything you'd want right. to do in something that big. Right. And I'm realizing while we're talking about those two cars, it's like, oh my god, I think I just totally mommed out. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I was thinking we need to get you one of those like uh, mom's taxi uh, keychains. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, what if you could take home any of the SUVs? Which one is Nina Barlow taking home? Wagoneer, hands down. So as, as, as much fun as I had with the AT4, the Wagoneer is in the same class, and it's just you know light years ahead with the technology and the comfort and the handling. Yeah, it's just uh, it's the, the Wagoneer is pretty special. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's easy to go, oh, Jeep's just going to the market. It's not going to have a lot of capability. It's so big. But <laughs> really, it, it performs awfully well off-road. Yeah, it didn't stop. We had it in Johnson Valley on two wheels, and it never doesn't hesitate. It just keeps just keeps going. And it's a hell of a fine ride on the road. It's so quiet and so smooth. Yeah, I got to drive it down here today, and well, I'm driving it home. So <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> hey, you know, when you got to get it on the miles, there's only one to, one to choose. All right, any of the pickup trucks here? Which one is Nina Barlow taking home? The F one fifty. Which one? Oh, the Tremor. Excuse me. Yes. Ah. Yes. But, uh, you know, or we could part out what's left of the Raptor, I guess. So, no. <laughs> yeah, Ra- Raptor. Uh, we, we, we lost four-wheel drive on the uh, the last, uh, almost the last day, uh, last set of obstacles on Raptor. Although, it still got to where it needed to go, but it did, uh, we did have something happen in the transfer case, which sucks. But, uh, again, I think it uh, highlighted the sort of the dark horse in the race, which is the one nobody expected, and that's the F-150 Tremor is one hell of a great truck. Yeah, and that's exactly what what I was saying is that the Raptor is uh, that's the the truck you date, and the F one fifty trimmer is the one you marry. So. I, I like that. Yeah, what what one's high strung and fun, and the other ones kick back and it'll. Uh, nope, I'm not going to say that. There's a, there's, there's a, I, I'm going to get myself into trouble here. I'm just going to say it's a really good wife if you go that route. How about that? Um, all right. Well, uh, I got a couple more people to uh, to talk to, so thank you very thank much. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, we're with uh, our. Uh, our new guy, who's been our new guy for like five years, we call him Jimmy or Cornflake. It's neither of them are his actual names. All right, Jared Corfage from uh, Four Wheeler. Um, what's your biggest surprise of the test? Getting into the F one fifty Tremor didn't. It looks like a big truck. It looks like a luxury truck. Doesn't look like something that I'd really have fun going fast on a dirt road on. And then when I go to flex it through a wash and the locker does what it's supposed to do. Okay. This looks like something my grandpa would really enjoy driving, <laughs> not something I'd really want to take off. It's a sleeper. Yeah. All right, which uh, which SUV are you personally taking home if money was no object? I want to play with the Bronco. I want to see if it's I want to see what it can do. I've driven a driven a Jeep for a good long while. I want to see what that Bronco can actually do. But if I couldn't take that one home, that the GMC. Oh, really? The AT4. Oh. A lot of space, and it was surprisingly smooth going through bumpy things. Got it through the rocky trails yesterday, and between... I relied more on the cameras than the actual spotters outside. I think that was... I think they got it right with the number of views. You can look at both the tires. The front yeah, the, the camera system on it is awesome. We're watching a uh, two-wheel drive uh, trying to get out of the sand here. <laughs> and don't mind us. <laughs> it's our camera car. Oh, hilarious! People are pushing it, Sean. Uh, we've got four people pushing. It almost—it's almost done. Oh boy! Keep going, guys. Keep going. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, giving us uh, the ones that you take home. 
I don't know. Did I ask you trucks? I got distracted by the two-wheel drive getting out. Which truck? All the trucks. Which one are you taking home? Bring home the Ranger. I don't know what people... A lot of people really love the Ranger Tremor. I've heard some differing opinions on this. I like the seat. If, yeah. you, had to, if you asked me what I'd like to drive for a thousand miles on a road trip, for something about this Ranger seat makes me happy. It's a marshmallow, let's face it. It's a, it's a big, quiet, fluffy marshmallow on the highway. It's so soft. It's, some folks like the hard seats. I, I like to sink into a big beanbag chair. Oh, that, that part makes me happy. All right. And then even taking it around the, on the bumps, I expected it to hit really hard a lot of times, and it really didn't. Yeah, it, it has good bottom-out control. So, All right, cool, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Sweet. All right, I'm here with uh, Mark Williams. We just watched uh, Recovery Extraction in the background. But uh, you were the former editor of, Motor Tr- or of Truck Trend, and you uh, worked at Motor Trend also yeah. a long time ago. Uh, do a lot of freelancing stuff for us and we invited you back to come be a part of uh, our four-wheeler of the year you have a ton of truck experience you and i have been on a lot of secret program missions over the years we got to see stuff early what was the vehicle in the test that surprised you the most uh i think that's an easy answer uh the tundra the the feel of that truck really lets you know exactly how much time and effort and energy they put into it it maybe isn't exactly where it should be but it's much better than they did before oh yeah i mean it's light years above the old tundra but you're right there's a little there's a little uh polishing around the edges that could be done on it but overall it's a really solid effort i you know there's some tweaks in the coming years i'm sure they'll make to it but it's it's what they're starting from it's not just all bold brash in your face looks it's it's a solid platform and a very especially the drivetrain the drivetrain is amazing i've always been really impressed with toyota and how they make um not just quantum leaps with the new vehicles that they try to improve but but i mean i don't know how to explain it universal leaps sure they they obviously do their research they know how to study the numbers that's what these trucks are for them i think just incredible exercises and improvements from what they had before and i don't know if any maybe the germans do a better job but maybe but toyota in particular yeah. do an incredible job when they come out with a new generation of pickup so which pickup are you taking home if money is no object anything in the test here you want to take home yeah i i i'll just lay it my cards on the table i love the pickup trucks mm-hmm. uh that's where my heart is um they're vehicles that are meant to do many different things not just one thing very well but many different things but even with that said the raptor is in a class by yeah, itself still. for me yeah. still I, I i can quibble about payload capacity yeah. i can quibble about towing capacity but when a, you're bombing through the desert you don't care about any of yes, that <laughs> exactly you don't care at all about that yeah. but but even with that said if I had to take one of these trucks home, yeah. and these are six, I, I think all that have very arguable, arguable, um, positive and benefit qualities yeah, for yeah, yeah. each one of them. Um, but if I was going to take one home, it would be the F one fifty because it does the, the most. tremor, the tremor. Yeah. yeah, that package is amazing, yeah. uh, and it it still does things better and truck things more confident things even than the tundra even i mean obviously it's not a raptor but it does raptor like things and that that's good enough for me and which suv are you taking home if money's no object yeah that's a Uh, a tough one for me (laughs) we had some good ones this year to me at at least as i'm trying to figure out which one is going to get the most points on my scoring sheets it it literally is between the 392 and the bronco What, what what Jeep has done finally putting yeah. that 
V8 in that vehicle is it's amazing. It's just so sweet and so beautifully integrated. Oh, that was going to be my point. Is oh. is it? it I, mean, I mentioned it before in some other interviews. It's a holistic vehicle. Yeah. It's not just an engine swap. Right. Yeah. It's not just Monster Power. No. And everybody loves Monster Power. No. It's integrated. It's the uh, best riding Wrangler. It's the most powerful Wrangler. Yep. It is the easiest to drive confidently, no matter where you are, because you have so much power. A lot of people. It's funny. They always say, "What is this? Isn't a four to one case?" And like, yeah. you have this big air pump. You don't need it. Low range in that thing. First gear is almost like a four to one case feel because the engine is pumping so much air and holding you back. You don't need that. And it's, it gives you like, you know, for me, it's like, I always think a four to one case for what I do is too deep, except the Pentastar doesn't have enough low end torque. So I get the four to one case and then there's places I want to have the 272 to one. In the 392, you don't care. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah. And I'm not excluding the technology that obviously the 4XE has. That, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's incre- it, it was incredible on one of our trail Anybody days. who has the 4XE will be very happy, but that's just the that's the first chapter in a probably very long book. Yeah. The 392 yeah. is the last it's chapter, the final yeah, chapter in yeah, another That's book. a good way of looking at it. But the experience of being on the trail... And we've been on the trail for decades, yeah, obviously. Sure, yeah. But being on a trail and only hearing the rocks yeah. underneath the tires—it's it's I mean, kind of weird, right? It's weird. Yeah. It, it's 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 totally. But it's still a Jeep. It's still solid. Yeah, it still has still lockers running. Yeah, it does exactly. everything you expect for the Jeep. It's just quiet. Yes, yes. And Which, I, don't, I don't want to talk too much about the Jeep because I think what the Ford guys yeah. have done with this Bronco yeah. is spectacular. To come out of the gate, yeah, it's a great understanding swing. everything they needed to understand. I, and obviously, we saw that same kind of thing with yeah. the Raptor when that's come out but they've evolved that incredibly well I, I don't have any doubt that they're going to evolve this new Bronco the same way alright well appreciate your comments yeah, because uh, I think it's great hearing from all the different points of view we had so oh, many great judges and we appreciate you making time to come hang out with us well it's an incredible group of vehicles but I think it's even more impressive for me to be here and be with some legends I mean we're literally here with some people who have changed the industry well I was telling uh, John Stewart when he was doing four-wheeler of the year he literally set the table for these vehicles today in the way they tested the things they were looking for the things that they had hoped the manufacturer would offer that happened in four-wheeler in the 70s and 80s now you can talk about your ivan stewart's or gail banks's your i mean the list of people that are recognized as stalwart but but john stewart influenced an industry and a number for decades dozens, for decades and and you can see that in the yeah. people yourself included the the influence that all the ripples he yeah. sent out are still having yeah today. it was it was great to see him on on the test because he's definitely one of my early mentors a guy i grew up reading his stuff going man i want that job and then to be able to work for him and then eventually you know beyond colleagues become friends with him and and still have that mentor. Um, very few people I would count on my hand that I would uh, classify as a mentor. Gail's one of them. John Stewart's another one of them. To be able to uh, to have an adult relationship and then be peers with some of those folks when you started off as a nobody is is, is pretty rewarding. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he recognized before anybody else. I think that uh, it wasn't just a magazine and an opportunity to do some advertising to a small group of people. It yeah. was literally communicating what people did yeah. after work or yeah. what they wanted to do in their lives. And, and, and put some etiquette behind yeah, it, right? And exactly. put some put some like best practices. And responsibility, yes. absolutely. You know, Four Wheelers, uh, you know, uh, having its 60th anniversary yeah. in 2022. And I think people forget we were the original overlanding magazine, right? Everything's overlanding is, oh, it just happened 10 no, years ago. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, the, literally, the original cover said the magazine of backcountry driving and camping. 
If that isn't overlanding, I don't know what is. I, I don't think even to this day, and, and I think John Stewart, again, set the pace for this, but even to this day, I don't think any outlet on websites or, yeah. or internet or anything, social media, sure. no outlets understand their customer and their industry better than four-wheeler. And it yeah. has the history, yeah. right? No, I, nobody I else has history. Four-wheeler in its heyday was the echelon. It was the motor trend of the off-road and truck world. It, 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 it truly was. And, you know, it's you get a lot of voices now with people being able to self-publish and, and influencers and social. But the DNA of all these years of four-wheeler still lives on in the staff and the people that are associated with the brand, as you can see from this week. I appreciate those comments, and I appreciate you coming out and spending time with us and, and keeping that, that core of, you know, it's, it's sort of the brain trust that's been involved with the brand and, and with this side of the industry for a long time. It's great to get everybody together. It's just not something that happens. So this was a really special week, and I appreciate you uh, spending time with us. Thank you, Sean, very much. All right, I'm with uh, Stuart Bourdon, or uh, Stu as we call him. He has been around the magazines for... I don't know, long time. Yeah. JP and was probably the one people will most recently know you from, right? And all that good stuff. And, and having you come back, four-wheeler of the year, what was your biggest surprise? Well, honestly, I, uh, I think my biggest surprise is that I really liked the F-150 trimmer a heck of a lot more than I thought I was going to. I mean, we've got a raptor here in, in the bunch, and so... You know, your mind, my my mindset was, well, we have a raptor, so you know how how is everything going to stack up next to that? But I I drove that 150 trimmer on the highway, and it, I mean, as big as it is, I mean, it's like a freight train of a truck, yeah. but it actually handled like the mountain roads really well and it stayed planted and it's got a lot of power and from what i understand and i haven't tried it but it's also got the feature that the bronco yeah the trail turn assist right and also the modes too which is unique to that and so and a rear locker yeah right and a rear (laughs) locker uh and uh so i uh i'm really surprised that i love it as much as i do i just didn't think i was gonna and I, i i honestly I think I like it more than the Raptor. I mean, I, I think you can make a case for it. If you don't need the extreme performance of the Raptor, the Tremor is a hell of a constellation that does everything else well. It's well-rounded. Right. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, this would be a great desert truck. Yeah. Uh, I could tow my boat with it. Yep. I can put a, you know, a lightweight, midweight camper shell on it. I mean, it's... It, to me, it, it's sort of like a Swiss Army tool. It's just like got a lot more, uh, more multi-use than I probably would get out of the Raptor. Yeah. So. So is that the truck that you would personally take home if you had the choice? The choice of all there, the pickup yeah. trucks, yes, okay. I, I would. That, that's the one I would take home. What's the SUV? If you could take any of them home, what's the SUV that you put in your driveway? Okay. Well, uh, this is another surprise. I've never been a huge EV guy. I kind of sometimes look at it like it's like we're going to look back 20 years from now and we're going to think it's it was kind of like the snake oil yeah. of this generation. Yeah, they, they sold us a bill of goods and now we're too far gone. Right, but honestly, uh, the Wrangler, the it's, uh, the four by e, the four by e. I really, really like that. It, I mean, it's you can run it on a pure gasoline engine, and that engine is small displacement. A little 2.0 turbo 4. Right, but you know what? That thing really gets up and goes, and I drove it up the hill 
from San Bernardino to Arrowhead and into Big Bear. And, I mean, when you wanted power, it had power. No problem. 470 pound-feet of torque. So it actually has the same torque output as the 392, if you believe that. That's amazing. And then then the EV feature, I, I mean, it really starts to make sense in that specific vehicle because... Even off-road in full electric mode, it performs really well. And I mean, it's, it's still a Jeep. Yeah, it's just the thing that's turning the wheels is different, right? Right. Still Absolutely. has lockers. Still has everything yeah. you'd expect. So right. So if you just, I mean, it's 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 all the same Jeep we know and love. It just has a different, you know, propulsion unit yeah. in it. And, and the thing that I really like about it is that. Okay, if you want to just run gas, you want to, you know, you can regenerate power. You can you can build up the battery if you want, or you can plug it in all night, and then you can run just EV around town. And then when you know you want to, you know, really go off road and have that that great off road engine sound. You can run the gas. In. Well, and and just because it's a plug-in doesn't mean that you never have batteries. The nice thing too is even off-road when you have a lower battery state, it's still charging with the engine. So there's still climbing obstacles and stuff like that. It's always going to have a little bit of that EV assist, which right. turned out to be really well integrated into the platform, like surprisingly so, where it was pretty seamless. Yeah, uh, it it just all works really well together. And and one of the things that I really liked about the that little turbo and when it's all set up and you've got it in uh the hybrid mode is that um normally in in the past turbo engines didn't have a lot of um compression braking sure ability but when you when you're driving it in that hybrid mode and or, or and you're you're going you you take your foot off the pedal that whole regen system provides essentially again best of both worlds right it it gives you a a real sense of of compression braking and you you don't always have to use the brakes to slow down exactly and you're putting energy back in the battery pack yeah so uh, for me uh, you know there's that says a lot for a jeep to win a guy like you over who might not necessarily be the hybrid EV guy, and right. to come out here and be like, "Wow, I actually liked it." That's that's a huge yeah. thing for Jeep, I think. And that was for me. I, I mean, I kind of went into this thinking, well, "The Bronco yeah. is going to just blow it away. It'll be the end all, be yeah. all." And, and it's a, a fantastic vehicle. Don't get me wrong, but I really, I mean, the one I would take home would be that that Wrangler. Appreciate it, Stu. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, so I'm here with our uh, social guy, uh, Jafel, and uh, this was his first time being out on four-wheeler of the year in off-roading. Um, I think I scared you at least once. You did, in the Ford Raptor. That thing is nuts. <laughs> I mean, and we drove the, the Tacoma right before that, and it's a huge difference night and day, easily. So what was it like, your first like e-ticket ride? We were doing about 75 miles an hour through the desert in the Raptor over Whoops. I, I literally thought we were going to flip, dude, because, <laughs> you know, those whips are gnarly. And, you know, going hearing you say, oh, we're going 68, 70, it was nuts. I was, like, holding on to dear life. But thank you for that ride. That was insane. I think you had a smile for at least a couple hours after that. My jaw was just... <laughs> 
to the floor, dude. All right, so so you used to be on uh, Super Street on the import side a long time ago. You left the company. You yeah. came back as the off truck road, truck road, the truck and off road uh, social guy. You were at Method Racing Wheels for a while. You learned kind of cut your teeth in off roading. Yeah. But this is the first time being immersed back in the magazine stuff. What was your biggest surprise of the week in terms of vehicles? Uh, the biggest surprise of the week was for me is a three nine two. I don't. I mean, I've never driven a Jeep before, and that thing rips like. And I'm not like no off-road professional driver or anything. But like, that thing is amazing. Also, actually, the Tundra, the Tundra was amazing. I drove it yesterday in the rocks, and it made me feel like a superstar. Like, I didn't. Did you know use the crawl control and all that? I did the crawl control. I was using all the cameras. <laughs> I was afraid I was gonna scrape something. Yeah, don't be the new guy and scrape some stuff exactly. up. I didn't want to do that. So the Tundra, like, sort of saved my life. Made me look like. A hero, yeah. All right, which one of the SUVs are you taking home? If you have any of the SUVs, money's no object. What are you driving home? Oh, for sure, the Ford Bronco. I, I think that thing is the best overall for me. I felt it was really comfortable on the road, really good off-road, um, and it's really comfortable inside, very modern. Uh, I think Ford knocked it out of the park with that one, for sure. All right, pickup trucks, which one are you taking home? Oh, the Tundra. I'm a Toyota guy. <laughs> My dad has two Toyota Tacomas. I have a FRS, a CHR, and I love that thing. So definitely the Toyota Tundra. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming along and letting us uh, scare you. And hopefully uh, we'll, we'll turn you into a full-fledged off-roader before too long, I think. For sure. Thank, no, thank you for having me. This is a blast. Awesome, brother. Appreciate it. All right, I'm here with uh, Ken Brubaker, who is the uh, the heart and soul of Four Wheeler and the editor of Four Wheeler Magazine. And Ken had a chance to experience all these vehicles this week. This is our last interview. I think we hit everybody. The question I have for you is, what was your biggest surprise of the week? I would have to say the 4 by e That thing is amazing. Uh, the power, uh, the drivability. It, there's just a lot going on there, and it, it all works together. It's really well. If you could take home any SUV in the test, which one's going in your driveway? Uh, Yukon AT4. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All what right. can I say? You know, it's a you know it's a very nice truck. Um, it's got it's a nice package. You get in it, you want to be there. Um, but by the same token, it handles really well off road, shockingly well. And uh, it won last year with a smaller engine. And uh, I don't know how it's going to do this year, but I like it. All right, any pickup truck. I knew you're a pickup truck guy. So which one, if you take home any of them, is going in Ken Brubaker's driveway? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> th- you know, the, the, this is a really tough one for me because I think all, and I, this sounds like a cop-out, but it's, it's really not. All of them have so many strong points to them. Um, I think that the F-150 Tremor is an amazing vehicle, and the reason is it, it, it kind of, cuts that divide between you know standard f-150 and the high-end raptor um it is incredibly capable off-road it's got nice power it's really nice inside overall it's a really nice package it's fun to drive fun to ride in it's a great idea all right so we're gonna have you back on because i want to talk about the 60th anniversary of four-wheeler you and i and the team just put the february issue together which is the 60th anniversary you've been a part of four-wheeler for a better part of 25 plus years um we assembled we assembled a crew of former four-wheeler editors here today uh this week to test the trucks which i think was great because all of us haven't been in the same place like this ever maybe except for maybe sema but not all on the same team the the history 
everything. You maybe give us a preview of that issue coming up because I know you did some incredible research to find some people and maybe just hit the highlights of those. And then when the issue comes out, maybe we'll have you back on to talk about why four wheeler matters, why it's special, but give us some highlights of that issue. And when will it be on sale? Sure. It's going to be on sale uh, about mid December. Um, it's a very exciting issue for us. Um, the, the content in that issue really looks back on the impact that four-wheelers had inside the industry. And it's been uh, a look at, uh, the content includes a look at past staff and current staff. So we've got 27 interviews in there with, uh, like I said, past, uh, past staff and, and, and current staff. Uh, what's really cool about it is we were able to get a hold of some folks, uh, Bill Sanders from the 1970s. Uh, we were able to get John Stewart to ask some questions. He was our longest-running editor from back in the 80s. Uh, the, these folks have really... And you probably met them on the trail, our, our readers. I mean, sure. these, are, these are names that people will recognize. It gives you an idea. And what it is, a fun look at some of the crazy times they had on the road, some of the yeah. cool things they saw, some of the stuff they really enjoyed shooting. Uh, other stuff in that issue, hey, the original Overlanders, a look at the Turtle Expedition vehicles. Uh, really, they, they were doing it when, when nobody else was. I mean, and they were doing it very well and telling crazy... Crazy stories about you know uh, tires freezing to the ground in Russia and, and all that. <laughs> I mean it's crazy. And then we've got um, a great story on just a uh, multi-decade look at four wheeler uh, covers and content and all kinds of fun. And stuff. you found the lady who's still alive who shot the very first cover of four wheeler all the way back in 1962. Right. Her name is Eileen Maxwell, and um, I've always wanted to dig into this, and I felt the time was right. So it's going to be my firing order column uh, for that issue. Um, through some internet research, uh, I found that Eileen is still with us. She's 106 years old. Amazing. And I wanted to know the backstory. Why was she up on Black Bear Pass? Yeah. How did she get that photo to four-wheeler and four-wheeler didn't exist yeah and i was able to connect with uh, the family they're more than happy to answer my questions i learned some amazing things and that story is going to be in the 60th anniversary uh turns out that she ended up to go she ended up over the years she shot over 15 covers for four-wheeler wow. in the 60s did about five trail stories and she, a lot of the covers that she shot... Really, include, really she must have been ahead of her time, right? Because there weren't a lot of women who were doing that back then. Most definitely. She was a real go-getter. She was a pilot in the 50s, and uh, she led trail rides. And her, uh, later on, in 1964, she bought a 1963 Jeep station wagon, <laughs> which she still has. Wow. Her family restored it for her, and I've got a, they sent me a photo of her standing oh, next to it awesome. from 15 years ago or so. Sure. And, uh, but yeah, she still has it's a very it's a great look at that original cover, which is yeah. you know really timeless. And, and look for the cover, guys, in mid December four wheeler. We got uh, an amazing photographer, Brandon Lim, from the Motor Trend side on the Rivian trip that we took. We took a photo in the exact same location with a Rivian R1T. We blended the two images together and made it look like the old four wheeler cover. It's it's stunning. Uh, when it comes out, let's have you back on because let's go through the the some of the stories and, and backstory. I know this is more about four wheeler of the year, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about that coming up because I really think it's special and, and people should go out and, and find that issue. Thank you. And I also want to note that this was great to have some of our former staff here helping us. These are people with decades of experience. John Stewart, our longest running editor, Mark Williams, who was goes way back in, in four-wheeler history, and many others were able to come help us judge this week. So that was really exciting and kind of ties in with our 60th anniversary. It was a great trip. Looking forward to, uh, to many more, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. Okay, that looks so bad.
All right. Well, there it is. Uh, interview with everybody out here at Four Wheeler of the Year. Uh, we'll announce the results of the test sometime uh, after the new year. And then it'll be in the, I believe, March and April issues will be the story. So uh, you might be wondering, uh, what, what are my choices? Uh, you probably figured it out by the interview, but uh, lighting, let's discuss. All right, so you uh, you teed me up here. Let's discuss. I'm dying to know your thoughts. Uh, well, um, what, what, <laughs> you've got to have thoughts. What do you think I picked for the pickup truck? What do you think? Not what I picked because I haven't done my scorebook yet. Okay. What do you think just by hearing everybody? What do you think my favorite out of the trucks were? Again, it was F-150 Tremor, F-150 Raptor, Ranger Tremor, Nissan Frontier, uh, Toyota Tundra TRD Pro with the new hybrid, and the uh, Tacoma TRD Pro with the new suspension. I th- I'm going to take a swing at the, uh, I want to say the Raptor, but something tells me you really like the Frontier. Funny you should say that. You're wrong on both counts. Oh, really? Now, I do like both trucks. The Frontier is a badass, simple, solid little pickup truck. I think it's not pretentious, and for anybody who is getting into it, you're going to have a reliable Great truck, but everything else in the test was the level above a Pro 4X, a TRD Pro, a Tremor. That's where I'm hoping Nissan does that Nismo truck because right. that's where it would play. So it didn't really have any peers in the test and was outclassed by some of the more expensive trucks with suspension and whatnot. The uh, F-150 Raptor, while you may think that that is the obvious choice. Oh, you're going to tell me the tremor. You're going to tell me a, the uh, the tremor. A dark horse in the uh, in the in the test. I know it's not. You're you're not uh, really the dark horse. You're not saying the Tundra. You're not saying the Tacoma because you you're not a Toyota fan. No, and I'm not a. That's not true. I'm not a but current Toyota. I fan. I understand that, but you're not a. Oh, interesting. I think you. St- I think you went with the the F-150 Tremor. So the Toyota TRD Pro Tundra, in a lot of ways, was a really amazing truck. The hybrid and twin-turbo V6 was phenomenal. Phenomenal power. It would do burnouts in a straight line through like four gears. Um, But a lot of boy racer kind of stuff, like giant T-O-Y-A-T-A block letters on the dash, some goofiness to it, and a trash control system that would just pull out while you were in the middle of doing something. Ooh. Like it would just it would just pull power off-road, and it's typical Toyota. Great platform, great vehicle. Just too many nannies. Let down by the nannies. And mm. it's, it's, I don't know why they can't get that right. Now, in four low, it's better because they take that threshold and remove a lot of it, so you have a lot more fun. But you don't always want to be in four low. Um, although I did get to jump it. It was pretty pretty decent. Oh, really? How, how high? Uh, look at my Instagram. Some okay. photos of me doing that. Okay. Now, you're right. F-150 Tremor is, I think, what I'm going to choose, although as much as I love the Raptor, the Tremor is this really beautiful package where, again, it doesn't have all the Raptor goodies on it, but it has a lot of Raptor influence. Instead of 35s, it has 33s. There's no wide body kit, which means it's more maneuverable. It has higher payload, higher towing. It's an everyday truck. It's got more comfortable seats. You can still get a rear locker. You get all-terrain tires. You get monotube shocks. You get Raptor styling elements like these kind of cool hood vents. You get tow hooks. And at the end of the day, it's a really freaking good F-150 for those who don't want the all-out desert-style performance of the Raptor, mm-hmm. the F-150 Tremor is a hell of a truck as far as 4x4s go. It's kind of like a, uh, a Ram Rebel. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just really, really good. All right, uh, what do you think I chose on the SUVs? All right. So you had a Yukon AT4, the Grand Cherokee, the Wagoneer, the, what's the SL? JL. Oh, you had a JL 4xE. You had a Bronco and a JL 392. Wow. This one I feel like is even harder than the last category. And I'm going to say that you chose the... Oh, my God. The JL 392. Yeah. Ooh, wow. I got it right. Um, That thing is so freaking phenomenal. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some Know Your Notes and some other stuff that we can play at a, at a later date. Okay. Um, oh, while we're recording this, yes. I have one at work. I just got one at work. A 392? Oh, only, it's one of our uh, one of our customers, okay. but they brought it over and we're just doing a little tinkering with it. Uh, and they said I could go around for uh, you know a short little drive. So I'm hopefully driving it I, right now. I did zero to 60 in that thing. Um, I believe it was like 4.7 something seconds. And the quarter mile... In like thirteen seven five or thirteen eight at one hundred and one. Woo! That's <laughs> really fast in a Jeep. Yeah. It's crazy fast and off road. Like, Does it feel too squirrely though? No, no. no it's, it feels great. It's, it's got different suspension geometry in the rear. It's got different shocks on it. We had the Extreme Recon package, which means we had the thirty fives from the factory, and it just there wasn't anything it couldn't do. And I love the Bronco. We had a two door. Styling's really great on a two-door. It's classic. The 35s, it's fun to drive off-road. It rides great. It's it's good on the highway. But the interior's so cheap. It's just, you get in a Jeep, and the interior looks really rich, and everything fit and finish is really good. You get in the Bronco, and there's all these seams, and everything's loose, and, like, the whole dash pad moves. And mm. it's just, it's like right, it's like an incredible, we said in the in the audio content, it's an incredible first swing, but they're they're just a little bit short. Like, the interior's just not quite there. And it's not quite on the highway. You would think maybe it's quieter than the Wrangler, and it's mm. not. And oh. the the 2.7, great little engine, plenty of power, but there's nothing like a big honking V8 just blowing by everybody, all-wheel drive. Yeah, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. That's another case that they're going to, a case of, like, Jeep, they're going to sell every one that they can make. They're, you know? already, they're already selling every yeah, one Yeah, and make. I think yeah. uh, um, kind of a runaway, the uh, the, uh, the EcoDiesel, uh, the 3-liter EcoDiesel in the Rams is selling pretty good, it's, but in the but in the yeah. Jeep, it's blown. It's not, it's not great in the Rams because it's really laggy, Right. but because the Jeep is lighter, it's almost perfect for the Jeep. Like, throttle response is really nice in the Jeep. Uh, you get great fuel economy. You, you can can't find them on the dealerships. No, I was talking to our buddy yeah. Mike Rice, and yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, good luck yeah. getting one. No way. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Um, we also had the 4xE, which is the hybrid, and Jeep has some really great technology on there, like the e-save. So it'll do 20 miles on a charge of pure electric. Mm-hmm. There's a button on the dash where you can tell it, don't use any of my battery power. So if you want to save it for the trail or something like that, you can hit e-save and you can go into full electric mode. Oh, interesting. Or you can do a hybrid. So rather than the computer telling you when to use it, you can save it for later down the road. Which Let's I go. You really bank awesome. it for when you uh, you're hunting or whatever. Whatever you okay. roll, you know, roll up into a campsite at night. You don't want people hearing you or you're you know, the electric on the trail is yeah, that's awesome. kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's really great and it's okay. pa- partnered with the little two liter. The Yukon AT4, which won last year, we uh, had the six uh, two in it. I think is phenomenal. But I just the interior, it's, it's just it's just okay for the price. It could be better. Honestly, the the SUV that blew my mind the most is the the Waggy, the Wagoneer. It is the biggest, nicest interior, best riding, 
that thing, it's like pil- just, just sat in one last week. It's literally like piloting a couch down the road. Yeah, it is. It is whisper quiet on the inside. There's not one squeak and rattle. It has that Macintosh sound system in it. Um, ours is a fully loaded wagon. You're not a Grand. Grand takes it to the next level. But what was awesome about it is. We had 20s with the off-road package, so skid plates and tow hooks and all, uh, all-terrain tires. You get up to like a 24 in the Grand Wagoneer. This had 20s, so just to give you an idea. The tires are huge. They're like a 33 from the factory or a That's little bit so bigger. That's so rad, a 24 from factory. But it went everywhere the Raptor did. It went everywhere the Tacoma did. Really? It went everywhere everything else did. No issues. Like, we literally took it on every trail. It was a beast. It was big. But the traction control worked awesome. The the Quadra Drive Two, the air suspension. I hate air suspension. I've told you guys that, and in sure. the Rivian, I said it's one of the best. Well, you, just riding. because it's you like it when it's done right. I don't like it at all. I oh, hate you it. Don't really. The Rivian surprised me with how good the air suspension is. On the Grand Wagoneer, I think the Rivian's better in terms of performance. I've never been in a vehicle where the air suspension was that cush, where it was there was absolutely zero. Um, hard edges to the bumps or, you know, um, any type of like like firmness or just those sharp jolts making the cabin. Or sloppiness. Dude, it's just like a big lazy boy. Yet it steers nice. Adaptive cruise is awesome. It's just a big giant beast and there's plenty of room for everybody. And, uh, I and just, that sunroof is ginormous. Two sunroofs. Yeah. There's oh, one, there's two. one for the uh, third row. Yeah, and that and it it, it it all goes back in one piece. Meaning, meaning that the screen goes back yeah. in one piece. Yeah. So anyway, it's just uh, it's a great vehicle. I was surprised. I didn't think I would like Spendy, it. Spendy though, isn't it? Uh, I think ours was eighty nine. Yeah. Oof. Well, but the Yukon eighty four, I think ours was uh, right up there around there too. I think yeah. it was like maybe eighty six, eighty seven. I'd have to look at the numbers, but everything's super expensive, so it's kind of hard to be surprised by prices. Right. But right. The three ninety two was eighty something. Because it had the extreme recon package and was fully loaded with the power top, and I mean, literally had every option. So we're with the eighty thousand dollar Wrangler. That's crazy, right? But nothing put a smile on your face like that thing. And as as great as the Bronco is, that three ninety two is just transformative. And I figure you probably have to, uh, uh, you know a couple years left, and that's probably it. And I've been telling you guys we're in the golden age right now. And coming from four wheeler, which for the last forty three years has been saying. Wow, it would be great if we had a mid-sized, solid-axle V8, low-range, lockers front and rear vehicle. You got it. And we finally got it. Buy it now. It would be a travesty if we didn't award that SUV of the year. Well, but it's not solely up to you. It's not up to me. It's up to me and 12 other people. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. But I think you can tell by the interviews, everybody really liked it. Um, And the Bronco's cool. Bronco's great. I have no... It's just not good enough. It's... It's just the the 392 just overshadows it from a you just get in the 392 and you just you just smile like you just <laughs> don't care about how much money it costs you don't care that dollar bills are shooting out of the tailpipe you don't care that you know oh by the way unlike the TRX you push a button and it gets quiet it's got quiet mode on the exhaust really? which is pretty quiet it's actually rad that's cool so anyway um, I've got uh, some more stuff we can play maybe uh, next episode I I. Got some know your notes. I think yeah, we're all, we're into our forty fifth hour right yeah, now. Yeah, I think I'm going to sprinkle in some know your notes because we've got a lot of know your notes from you guys. So we got to get you guys. Well, but I'll I'll mix some of these in with some of our uh, listener know your notes. All right. Well, listen. Thank you uh, for bringing that audio in, Holman. We appreciate it. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com If you want to get a hold of us, that is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We will read your letters next time. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. 
He's at LBC Lightham at Sean P. Holman. We are at Truck Show Podcast. If you want to leave us a message, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 657-205-6105. I almost forgot. forgot. It's been so long. (laughs) I know. Uh, You can leave us a message on the five-star hotline. And also, please go to Apple and leave us a review. Uh, We're at 920-something. Like, come on, we're so close to 1,000. And I know we have new listeners. You guys, if you're new, please do go to Apple Podcasts app. I think you scroll all the way down to the bottom, and there's a place you can leave a review. Listen, steal a phone. Everybody you know has an iPhone. They're not all listening to the podcast. Subscribe on it. Give them five stars. Don't tell them what you've done. Just help us out. And listen, we'll read it on the air. So if you leave a funny review, we're all about it. We'll read it and share it with everyone. So oh, yeah. we've got some good ones in the can that we got to uh, read next time as well. So thank you in advance for leaving a review. That's right. All right. Here's the deal. You need a new truck. Head over to your Nissan dealer. Go to NissanUSA.com. You can build in price. Nissan Titan. Nissan Titan XT. Industry's best warranty. Five years. 100,000 miles. Nobody's giving you that. And then, of course, we've got the Nissan Frontier. What a hot little pickup truck. I'm slowly starting to see them trickle in on the dealership lot. Listen, you need a capable... Badass, reliable, affordable little pickup truck. You want to check out the Nissan Frontier? Saw a murdered out one yesterday. Already? At, yep, at, on the 605 northbound at Whittier Boulevard. Nice. And I was like, ah, ah, yeah. ah, and I took out my phone and he dodged in and got on the, uh, the 60 eastbound. And I'm like, damn, I missed it. Uh, so I was going to look, it's there in the uh, wild. I, by the way, I've been seeing a lot of your uh, digitized plates lately. Uh, yes, you have. All over the place. Yes, you have. Horrible. All right, uh, don't get that. For Christmas for anybody. Nobody buy into them tracking you and selling ads and license plates and whatever crap. We're still going to interview no, somebody no, if I no, can get them. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Mm, what you should do for Christmas, though, is you should go over to bankspower.com where you can uh, get your wife, your buddy, your friend, your kid, mm-hmm. your dad, your uncle, whoever, a pedal monster because the pedal monster is available for more than 100 cars and trucks from Toyotas and Rams to Fords and GMs, even Cadillacs. Do you know what's funny is we have a pedal, sorry, we, Banks, Banks, I'll pretend like I don't work for there. Uh, Banks has a pedal monster for every truck and SUV that you tested in that last segment. There you go. So uh, test, buy, and then buy a pedal monster, bankspower.com. Listen, you can get rid of your pedal lag for Christmas. All you have to do is plug in a pedal monster. I mean, city, sport, and track 10 levels per mode. That's 30 total levels of sensitivity. What it does is it allows you to dial out the dead spot in your pedal. So anytime, let's say you're slowing down for a red light and all of a sudden it turns green and you hit the throttle and like there's nothing there, Pedal Monster allows you to dial that out. So there's the truck is always responsive. On the next episode, we're going to give you a smoking deal on a cover for your truck. Oh, and we're also going to do some Know Your Notes and uh, we'll get back to emails. We've got a huge stack from you guys. Again, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Yeah. 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 Me one more time. Yeah.
I can't even say shit right now. <laughs> <laughs>